Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Previously on Lonely Boys. Actually, things have taken a turn. We're getting attacked by Christian conservatives. You have those in Manhattan? The Family Travel Council is organizing the boycott. You'd be shocked how much influence they have. It's the kind of thing that would only entice my target clientele. And then I take a sip of my bourbon. (laughs) It looks like like good whiskey, Chuck. I don't think the business has the luxury of waiting around to see. I'm sorry, Chuck. For PR, if nothing else, it seems that you ha- you're no longer in charge. You need to hand over the operations of the hotel, at least temporarily, perhaps a family member. I'll do it. Pick me. Pick me. Ugh, give us a moment. I'm leaving. I promise you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, Jack, that will never happen. And I'll wait. And when your beloved hotel is bankrupt and empty, I'll swoop in, give you a fair market price. I'm sure there's some copper pipes I could salvage was your plan wasn't it i feel like i'm doing a batman voice (laughs) (laughs) it's close to it (laughs) chuck always turns into batman at some point (laughs) no but i'm totally going to reap its rewards you took what's mine now i'm taking what's yours at least you know it's staying in the family my naughty naughty nephew (laughs) doug are you still still there i'm still here i never left (laughs) my voice is different now too Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 3, Episode 16 of Gossip Girl, The Empire Strikes Jack. But I am not here by myself. I am with someone who has fewer friends than Blair Waldorf, Brendan Ruppel. Hello, I am your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, of course, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, dear Lahota Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. And yeah, that's true. Um, all my friends are hired escorts, but there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, some people on the show will believe that there is something wrong with that. It's very, uh, very anti-escort in the Gossip Girl world. And yeah, I know. And you actually do pay me uh, $300 an hour to just record the podcast for you. Yeah. Yeah, you, th- th- you don't not, do any sexual favors you. for me, but it's just like, no, no, no. you know. I don't think anyone was thinking that. But I, I think people are like, hoping I, that, but I don't think they're thinking it. Yeah, people are shipping us. I think I clearly <laughs> said uh, to record the podcast with you and did not mention anything sexual. <laughs> yeah, but I did. Uh, Brendan, would you believe that we have another guest? Another West Coast guest, even. Someone who is uh, three mm. hours in, in the past right now. Yeah, I, I believe that because, I mean, um, you usually let me know who we're recording with the week before, so... I did tell you. You did tell me. <laughs> so that's why yeah, I believe I did it. Let you in. I did let you in on it. Well, Bebop is, is giving us the uh, the thumbs up that our guest is ready to go. So I, <laughs> okay, this, great. you know, a, a lot of people, I, I've, I've told my Gossip Girl origin story so many times on, on the podcast. It, in my final year of high school is when I started watching it during winter break. A, a select group of uh, people that I was that I was in a, a theatrical production with uh, got me into it. And, and we just so happened to have one of those those founding members that got me into Gossip Girl. I, w- I was texting him along with other people every night while I was watching Gossip Girl. So uh, we have a very, a very special guest. I'd even say, you know, m- much like Blair had in her episode, this is probably one of my uh, 30 closest college 
strange friends. So please welcome to the podcast for his first time, Spencer Erickson. Spencer, how Hello. are you? Hello. Yeah, please be my friend. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is great. I mean, we, we I mean, you've you have a friend in me. I, I think you've already made a new friend in Brendan. I, well, I well, well, yeah, I have, but I, he also requested three hundred dollars an hour as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm cheaper. I'm pretty cheap. <laughs> okay, good. Spencer, I'm so happy we could uh, we could finally get you on the podcast. I know. I'm very happy too. I I, I was thinking about. I was thinking about your origin story too, because I was like, was I like, was I the first? Not like the first, but like, was, did you watch it a little bit before me and then we shared an interest or did you get the interest after we knew each other? I believe it was after. I believe that you, because everyone that uh, we knew that we was in our, our production of the Drowsy Chaperone classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. Oh, classic. <laughs> uh, everyone just so happened to be so into Gossip Girl, and I, I felt like the only person that had not watched it was it was a uh, you know you Darius Patty Jess so all these all these great uh, oh, college friends that had watched yeah. the show, um, and I started watching it the the last night before our winter break started, and then just zoomed through it winter break so that, that i mean that's my gossip girl origin story which I, which i've told many times but I, what we like to ask the guests here is you know what is your gossip girl origin story why when did you start watching it why did you start watching it you know uh what, what's your history with the show yeah i think i think my sister watched it in high school and we had the kind of relationship where it's like okay i can't copy you <laughs> yet like you know i still gotta be like cool <laughs> and um but then yeah, I think I started like senior year. She was out of the house, and then into freshman year, I started. You had to wait till it. she's out of the house to watch. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. All right, you looking out the right, window. All right, she's gone. I, she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually how a lot of my shows went. Well, Spencer, actually, don't let me catch you watching Gossip Girl while I'm gone. No, there's there's two layers of it actually. There's like that and very similar to Gilmore Girls. I oh, yes. I would get home from school. Hell yeah. And it would be like. It'd be like three o'clock, and then I'd watch two episodes of Full House, and then Gilmore oh, yes. Girls would be on. And I could never finish the episode because uh, somebody would be coming home by the end of the episode, so I'd change oh it. It's dramatic. So <laughs> it was like it was. It was like this layer of like I don't want anyone to know. Well, I, <laughs> you, I didn't have the... you, you. You hadn't seen the ending to any Gilmore. Yes, Girls. <laughs> yes, yes. I bet you I've seen every episode of Gilmore Girls, but never the ending. And, Torture. Yeah. Wow. I think I didn't have the dialogue of, I'm gay. I don't know. I don't want anyone to know what shows I like. Right. <laughs> but now, then senior year came and I was like, "Fuck yeah, gossip girl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can't you can't out yourself by watch having people know you watch Gilmore Girls of all, of all yeah. things. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been too much for anyone to handle. It's a big yeah. big Gilmore Girl. Uh, Gilmore Girl fans over here with Love both me Gilmore and Brendan. Uh, yeah. Yes. See, I would I would um, I would watch that with my my three sisters. Um, but yeah, no one was accusing me of anything. Yeah, no one, listen, no listen no hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, Spencer, do you have uh, in your history of watching Gossip Girl? Do, do you have a favorite and or least favorite character of the show? Yeah, just I listened to Melissa's episodes. So I'm a little primed yeah. of oh, your wow. conversations. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I from beginning to end never ever ever liked Dan Humphrey ever. Okay. okay. <laughs> ever. There's entire I 
Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's times where he was like tolerable. Better. But okay. like, right. I don't give you. I mean, you're definitely yeah. coming into a bad stretch here, so I don't blame <laughs> yeah, you. When he's with Vanessa. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'd get along well with uh with friend of the pod Kirsten, who I believe is also a big Dan Humphrey hater. Mm. Yeah. I just something about him irks me. I'm just like, like you. I just feel like he's a little know-it-all, even though he doesn't know it all. Sure. Even sure. though he does kind of know it all. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like uh, when I first started watching, I, I all the Humphreys really uh, is what I was attracted to in the beginning. Um... Like Dan was just for for me. Dan was like the you know the everyman, the guy that's kind of on the outside, the guy that you're supposed to relate to, and the guy who seems like you know maybe it's just him thinking he was always right. But I was like, yeah, Dan, Dan seems like he's on the right side of things. But then as he uh, integrates himself with the Upper East Siders, uh, you know anything post season yeah. one, he really starts to fall off quickly. Where he's still uh, probably like one of the uh, funnier characters, definitely one yeah. of the better looking characters. But uh, he he kind of loses that uh, that moral high ground that he really loves to shove in people's face sometimes yeah it's, it's frustrating uh, because he can be so funny like you said and he just really loses it because of everyone he has to hang out with every day i almost wish he was just on a different like this character should be on a different show and i, I would like it i mm-hmm. like him better but he's just suffers from being in this world almost he's just he's really gets lost in the mud i think you have this exact character in a different show and the show is you and I also oh, yeah. <laughs> don't like the show because Dan oh Humphrey God. stinks. <laughs> I love I love Dan you Humphrey and I love stinks. Joe Goldberg. Like that, that yeah. play, I've definitely. actually I've only watched one episode, so I can't say that. I, I can't. Joe watch Goldberg more will win you over. If it wasn't oh. for all the serial killing, he'd be a catch. I don't. Yeah, I just sound so negative. I don't even. I don't even think he's attractive. I think wow. he's oh my God. like. You don't think Penn Badgley's like, attractive? No, he's like number like five if you include the whole season. Uh, we okay. Well, we we've had this discussion of, of ranking the hotness of of the cast members, and I, I will mm. consistently rank him uh, towards the top. Well, okay, good for you. I, I, I just <laughs> want to quickly say too that I love that our West Coast guests are have been consistently so prepared. Prepared, uh, yes. how, how amazing they've been. <laughs> it's a West, it's it's a big West Coast East Coast thing. East Coasters, they're lazy. They, they just come stumble on the pod, in. They haven't done any research. They've, they're they already drunk and hungover from yeah. the yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said hungover. Maybe they're, maybe they're already drunk. <laughs> yeah, they're drunk. <laughs> the West Coasters, they do their homework. They listen to the previous episode. They they watch the episode that they're coming on for. That's yeah. a good plus. And it's also, <laughs> two two great voices too. Like, Spencer's got one of the best voices I've heard come on uh, our show. Incredible wow. so far. High praise. Yeah. Stop it. Really great. You, Brendan, have a, an amazing you, <laughs> oh, Matt, too. Wow. But I've I heard do, your voice. I love my but voice. Brendan, I, I heard your voice. I was like, this is this is podcast oh, voice. Oh, oh my goodness. It is so You're making me flush so over nice here. to hear. Well, I'm <laughs> flushing over <laughs> here. The three best voices in podcasting have all finally, <laughs> all right, finally, come finally together found together their way. This, this historic moment. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say something. I can't I, I, I think just, we need to do a mid so... uh, off season podcast where the three of us just compliment each other for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say I'm gonna add to our rankings at the end of the season, our season wrap up. I'm gonna rank the voices of all the guests that <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a great uh, idea. It's gonna be brutal. Not. Uh, Spencer, and I, maybe another West Coast thing is they they harp on their least favorite character, but never mention their favorite character. Do you do you have a favorite character in the show, or or like Melissa, do you hate just hate everyone? Yeah, I do have a favorite character, um, Serena, all the way. Wow, all the way. that's yeah. rare. Oh, to like I hate Dan and love Serena was, is very strange. Also, Kirsten was te- Team Serena a lot. I think really? I think we, we need to get you uh, in contact with uh, <laughs> friend of the pod, Kirsten. I think you guys have a lot, of, lot to talk about. Serena is just... So, if you were to ask me, like, in, like, middle school... Going back to the whole gay story, going back, to, like, 
If you were to ask me middle school or whatever who the hottest girl is, you know you need to be primed with an answer uh-huh. if you haven't really you gotta have your answer. Other yeah. otherwise people will say <laughs> Yes. And my answer is always, Oh, Jessica Simpson. And probably in that exact voice too. I was just and talking then, a lot about Jessica Simpson uh, this weekend. Well, she's cute, you know, she like really is like just a sex symbol. I don't know yes. if she wants to be that. But then when I watch Gossip Girl, um, Blake Lively instantly replaced that. Easily. I think Blake Lively, Serena's my favorite because in the show, she's sex, she's cool, she's class, she's like sly. Um, and then outside of it, her Blake Lively, her marriage, her kids, she's so funny. She's obviously just as gorgeous in real life. Oh, yeah. And so I think she is like my strong favorite just because of or who she is in real world and in Gossip sure. Girl. Wow. I'm much like Dan, I, I was very uh, charmed by Serena in the first season. She definitely has that effortless charm to her. And then uh, as she starts making dumber and dumber decisions throughout the process, yeah, <laughs> throughout yeah. the, the length of the show, totally. she starts to get lost on me a little. But, uh, yeah, I was yeah, really I, ready I to firmly... like her when I first started watching as well. And yeah. she has taken a tumble a little bit. But like when, when she's good, she's really good. She hasn't been good in a little while. But I, I, just, I hope it comes back to form because when she is just herself and she's cool and she doesn't stick her nose and everything she's really amazing and she's like a perfect best friend to blair yeah. who can be so uptight and she could just be like oh look you could be hot and cool you don't have to be hot and annoying you could be great <laughs> but yeah beginning of this season serena was great yes she was she always has a good start and then she falls off yeah yeah in right. the thick of it she's of this season right now she is a little like Girl, stay in your lane. <laughs> yes, I, in many episodes in a row, she's been uh, not staying in her lane. And this one, too, Blair, Blair tells her, you know, let Chuck uh, that handle was great, this for yeah, once. Perfect. Like, yeah, that she called out. Speaking for the audience. Uh, yeah. Brendan, I know I usually save this type of banter for uh, for when it's just the two of us, but the group chat was just popping off. Oh, my goodness. Came on. So do, do you want to speak on the, the latest debate that was going on in the group <laughs> well, chat? This is Patreon content, so, usually, but sure, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, usually it's when it's just the two of us. But, okay, okay. Uh, uh, this is so uh and brendan you could you could really uh answer this uh you know to like uh you'll have some first-hand experience with this okay. uh, come come later this year when you actually do have a wife but sure, sure. Uh, when when a when a girl is that is not your wife is hitting on you or asking you out on a date are you supposed to say no i have a wife or sorry but i have a wife <laughs> no i have a wife or sorry I don't. so the two the difference being one you're just straight up shutting them down and the other one's saying like sorry i wish i kind of could but i just can't the only reason why i can't is because i have a wife is that like the differential there you are you are feeling in that implication i think i think Ooh. i think the the one person in the group chat who is saying that you should not say sorry is also saying that that is the implication uh-huh. but uh i i don't think that that has so to you be should, what you mean when oh, you say so sorry. you're just saying sorry because you feel you just you don't want to be rude to the person. Uh, hey, I guess not to tip my hand, but me and the rest of the group chat said uh, saying sorry when you uh, shut someone down is ju- is just being polite and is not necessarily yeah, so- saying like sorry. I wish I could, but my stupid stupid wife is is. <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> um, the future horror mother to my children, uh, <laughs> as Chuck would say. Uh, as Chuck would say. No, I, I would definitely say sorry just because I'm such a sorry person. In general, I'm well, a yeah, sorry sack true. of shit. Brenda <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. was uh, fighting this battle on her own. She she says that you can't say sorry because that well, that implies that uh, you would do it if if not for your uh, pesky wife. That no, was, but th- think about how more equation. much more insane just saying no sounds. Though, like 
I want to fuck. No, I have a wife. Like it sounds, it sounds very aggressive to not say sorry. That sounds, yeah. I think if somebody walks up to you and says, "Hey, do you want to fuck?" Then you can say no. That's true. Okay. Well, if they come on aggressive, sure. Yeah. Yeah. If they say it nice, like please fuck me, then you say no, sorry. I think if they say please, they're begging you. Please, 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 fuck me. Yeah, so when that happens to you, once you have a wife, we'll, we'll revisit. I'll be saying we'll sorry. This. I'll be saying sorry. <laughs> All right. Now that Are we got that engaged, out of the way, Brendan? Yes, I am currently engaged. Okay, because last episode that I listened to, and it was the whatever virgin, and <laughs> I, I don't know anything about you. And I was like, and you said you were, yeah, that's going to be my life. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, he's like a single virgin. That's cool. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. And now I'm like, oh, girl, he's going to get married. <laughs> this I guy's love, having lots of sex. I love that the vibe yeah. I'm putting out is a single virgin on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, genuinely, me just like truly tuning in last episode i was like okay okay brandon's a virgin got it got it got it well thank you for I being mean, so non-judgmental that's very yeah, lovely oh yeah i was about you it single virgin of podcasting brendan ruffle <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that all right, let's no, uh, let's finally get into the episode here this blurb is like really long so i'm just okay, gonna like okay, skip okay. over it and just say that uh Kelly Rutherford as Lily Vanderwoodson, not in the episode. She is visiting Cece, and she stays true to that and does not make an appearance brendan i'm sure you missed her I missed her. Um, in this moment, I wish I was Dr. Vander Woodson because I know she's obviously banging him. Because <laughs> you know while she's, she's, she's out there talking He's about treating her. her mother for cancer while she's banging him. <laughs> now, uh, Brendan, it is your time to shine. The title of the episode is The Empire Strikes Jack. Do you know what that is referencing? Yes, it is a Star Wars themed porn that I was watching earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's um, the Star Wars episode. Ooh, I'm going to get the episode wrong and fuck up this whole thing. Uh, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. You are correct. I wasn't even going to make you get the correct episode, nice. but you are correct. It is The Empire Strikes Back. And Brendan, you, you took advantage of the easy stretch and you got back up to 500. You are eight for Huge. 16 on the season Yay. with six episodes to go. Woo. And I'm going to get next go week right also because I saw like the, the blurb for next one. Oh, okay. It's an, embar- well, it an embarrassing nope. title next week. <laughs> this one... uh I was going to say not bad, but like it still is bad because it, it, The Empire Strikes Jack doesn't make sense as something. But I, I will give them credit. Jack does rhyme with back, and there was a, there was a character named Jack. And The Empire is the name of the hotel. So so it kind yeah. of almost a good title. And in lieu with like, the Star Wars theme, it doesn't make sense also because last week, I guess technically should have been like A New Hope. And that would have been when like the Rebels started Ooh. to like to win a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this episode is like, oh, shit. Like, all right, we're The Empire. We're going to strike back. But like Jack won both episodes. So it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not a one-to-one to Star Wars. No, I, I'll, no. I'll give you that. Um, I, I'm surprised they didn't do a, a trilogy here. Yeah, they, they should have. Um, original air date, March 29th, 2010. And let's get into it. We are getting ready for uh, some kind of fashion show here. Rufus and Jenny are outside on a walk, and they seem to be on relatively good terms here since last week. Uh, Jenny doesn't know where they're going and thought they'd be doing brunch since it's the first brunch day since Rufus moved back into Lily's. But Rufus tells her, as hard as it is to admit, there are some things more important in life than waffles, which uh, that's pretty big coming from him. That is, <laughs> it is very big of him. Rufus is saying something's more important than waffles, I mean. Oh, 
Rufus has gone from grounding Jenny for life to telling her that she can't spend another day sulking in the apartment, which he, he said he can't unground her until she knows until he knows she's okay, which since when has he ever cared if Jenny was feeling okay? But like, all right. And they're going to go to Eleanor's because Eleanor is having a pop-up fashion show for her new junior line. So Rufus called and asked if Jenny could help out. And uh, Jenny reminds Rufus that the last time she worked for Eleanor, it didn't end so well. But Rufus knows she loves fashion, so he tells her to give it a shot. And uh, he says her room's not going anywhere, which, uh, so yeah, first of all, surprising that Rufus is being so nice to Jenny, which he usually doesn't yeah. do, especially when he's grounded. And also surprising that Eleanor is down to let Jenny help. I mean, she she says she's a big believer in Both second chances, surprising. I guess. But, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, glad about it. I mean, if Rufus is going to stick his nose in anything, at least he's being nice and doing this, like kind of getting her career back on track. Yeah, I mean, I guess Jenny is just that incredible at fashion that Eleanor uh, couldn't resist having her come back. <laughs> yeah, and Jenny's Jenny's a Danny's girl, so she loves a good chase a little bit. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Rufus, he's, you know, you got to sprinkle in some cuteness uh, if you want your kids to, like, if you want to even chance your kids listening to you. Yeah, right. yeah I mean, exactly. yeah. Which he Rufus should have learned do. that lesson. Exactly. Which this, this was really cute. I thought this was cute. I was it's like, good. oh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, dare I say, a pretty good episode for for Rufus here. Yeah, yeah. It did nice. not annoy me at all, really. So I think it also uh, does help Jenny, though that Jenny and Eleanor, like directly like, between that big blow up and now, they have sort of like had interactions and had, you know, some positive experiences yes. and conversations. So yes, they're on good sure. terms before this. Yeah, and they're gonna arrive at the at Waldorf Enterprises, and uh, again supportive rufus is being supportive it feels like a year has gone by between last episode and this episode for rufus to just be so calm like this like jenny must have been weeks thanks him and he just leaves her there yeah i time must have gone by yeah maybe maybe it was actually all last night (laughs) they're never consistent it's either like a day goes by half a day goes by or like three months (laughs) or summer (laughs) yeah I mean, literally, just, in like, the... yeah, a whole season goes by. Exactly. Literally, in the last episode, Rufus was like, "You are gonna wish you were just grounded." Means, but it sounds scary. <laughs> so, uh, at the Empire Hotel, two of my favorite things in the show open up this scene. Uh, Chuck is taking a sip out of his tiny cup, which, I, uh, <laughs> and, and Blair is walking in with like one of her funny like bowler hats. Like, yeah. <laughs> A big hat-heavy episode. Everyone is wearing hats in this episode. Humongous hat episode, and Blair's oh, yeah. hat was humongous. It was very. This is a very big hat. This, it was insane. This scene was the biggest qualm I had with the whole episode. Really? Why is that? <laughs> because she, the dialogue. It's always. Oh the dialogue. yeah, no, I was. You know, I'm with you. Blair, Blair's always extra. Blair's always extravagant, and I'm all about it. That is a reason why I love Blair. Sure. But this this entrance was just so grandiose. Like, oh, are you coming to lunch with Mother and I uptown? <laughs> <laughs> and Jack's like, no, I don't know. It was. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But I was like, I think that they knew that this was so extra. It that was. They left it, this way. it felt like a script written extra, more than extra. like characters saying lines to each other. It was just like. I feel like I could read the the lines coming out of their mouths. Yeah, I mean, yes. what's even better than than Blair asking if he wants to have breakfast with mother is Chuck's response. He's like, "I have a breakfast with my mother." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we get it, dude. We get it, dude. You have a mom now. 
<laughs> for now, bitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, clearly they don't know anything's amiss yet. Because, <laughs> um, Blair is so proud of him for opening up to Elizabeth, and Chuck's like, yeah, you know, uh, she earned my trust, I earned her trust. You know, what, what can I say? We're just we're just perfect mother-son duo. <laughs> and Blair, ca- Blair calls it another perfect day. Like, they are really laying it on <laughs> yes, for the eventual yes. down. Like, Blair literally says, just another perfect day. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you are asking for a downfall like, at that point. You guys did the foreshadowing last week. Like, we know it's going to happen. You don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blair leaves as two men arrive, one of them named Victor. And Victor tells Chuck he has to vacate the premises immediately. And Chuck's like, no, no, no. You've misunderstood. I, I left my mom in charge of the whole hotel, but I'm still living here. Uh, but they've not made a mistake. These orders have come from Elizabeth herself, which is uh, so fucked up because Elizabeth couldn't, like, at least let Chuck continue living there. <laughs> now, now, I was going to say she's going to make him homeless. But, I mean, obviously Chuck can afford to live anywhere else. But uh, still, right. like, she's not adding insult to injury where uh, she got one over on him. She's going to give the hotel to Jack, and she's also just going to kick him out. He can't even stay there anymore. Mm-hmm. And has somebody else do it for him, too. For her. Yeah, good old Victor. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, she, a very yeah. a very tough break. It's, she's Chuck embarrassing here. the whole episode, obviously, but just like it's so funny that she keeps fucking him in three different ways, and then each time he's like, I'm so sorry, though. <laughs> like, just I'm keeps so him sorry. I never wanted to do this to you. Once I, like, are you kidding? You can't just keep saying it. She's like, you know, at the end, especially, we'll get into it, but at the end, when she's like, I'm sorry, Chuck, I tried. Like, what do you mean you what tried? What do you mean? You can't do, what do you, what? What did you try to do? She made me think I was she's, crazy. She's heart big, Central. You just, yeah, obviously, the beginning of the series chuck's a little piece of shit and lately yeah. we're like okay cute like we're starting <laughs> to want we're starting to want little good things to happen to chuck so he can like become a nice person and yeah you you don't have a good feeling about mom no from oh, the no, get-go this is, gonna, this is gonna be tough for chuck to open up again in the future after after this she's shenanigans him. here okay. yes so, yes uh, Jenny thanks Eleanor for the opportunity here as we, we go back to uh, Waldorf Enterprises. And I am a fan of the uh, Jenny-Eleanor relationship. Since since Jenny doesn't have a mother figure of her own anymore because Allison's just going around fucking all of Hudson. And <laughs> Eleanor ne- never spends time with her own daughter. Like the, These two are perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And they, yeah, she, she actually, they actually they share some sort of hobby. Well, I guess it's more of a career yeah, for I mean, both of them now. But sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a shared interest. Definitely. So uh, Jenny tells Eleanor she won't let her down, and Eleanor says she's a firm believer in second chances. She's even rehired Jenny's old friend, Agnes. And if you can remember, uh, like they will remind us, the last time we saw Agnes, she was burning all of Jenny's clothes, and uh, she's going to somehow even get worse in this episode. So um, also, just have to point out that this is the great Willa Holland, who does not play Caitlin Cooper yet in the episodes that we've seen, Brendan, for the OC, but she oh. will eventually play little Caitlin Cooper. Very so fun. Th- I believe that's the, the only Gossip Girl OC crossover, I think. Okay. Mm. She's good. I mean, they, yeah. I like her, so I'm happy to see her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who and- is Agnes? Agnes was uh, when Jenny originally worked for Eleanor as a yeah. designer. Agnes was like mm. the model that worked with Jenny. And yeah. then Agnes kind of uh, convinced her, like, oh, Eleanor doesn't treat you with enough respect. We we should quit, and you should form your own line. Like, we'll, that, we'll start yeah. a business together at, at the ripe, ripe age of uh, 15 years old. And then Agnes became a nightmare to work with, so Jenny went behind her back, as she kind of mentions in this episode. And then Agnes retaliated by burning all of Jenny's clothes. And so Jenny uh, had nothing, you know, didn't have her clothes to work with. She's homeless at this point. She has to kind of... <laughs> Uh, crawl, come crawling back to the loft and, and apologize yeah. for this stuff. Yeah, that, that, that was that whole thing. Got it. Wow. I just, like, I got this backstory, but I was like, I, where the fuck did you come from, girl? But got it. So I thought Agnes was also the name of one of the original Elite Four in Pokemon. 
she's the she's the I thought she was the ghost leader um, for any Pokemon fans out there. But that is Agatha. Agatha okay, is great. famously Professor Oak's ex-wife, as well as Giovanni's father. For anyone looking out, out for some Pokemon lore. <laughs> I'm sure there. I'm sure there's plenty of people there. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny doesn't know what to say when she sees Agnes. She seems a little flustered. She's able to get out a, uh, a hi, how are you? And we find out that Agnes is uh, allegedly 90 days sober in AA. Which, I, how old is she? How old is she supposed to be? Like Jenny's age, I, I think guess. 16, are they, 17. Yeah, 16. So that's man, that's early, early start in AA. But uh, you know. Good, good for her if she, if she actually wants to. Upper East Side, Manhattan. Absolutely, yeah. You know? yeah. It happens. So Eleanor tells her elves to get busy because the clock is ticking for the big show. And while that's happening, unfortunately, we have another Dan and Vanessa storyline. Uh, and this they, is worse than yeah, last and, week. Oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the elevator. They're getting ready to tell everyone they're dating. And they arrive to the penthouse. And it seems like Rufus and Serena already know. Rufus greets them as the lovebirds, gives Anne a big hug. You, you know he's so seething gross. on the I inside, though, as, as Serena comes. <laughs> yeah. so, so, uh, Spencer, Brendan's big theory is that uh, that uh, Rufus and Vanessa have some kind of history. Well, you know, Rufus is ranked hotter than Dan in my uh-huh. ranking. So I am absolutely Dilf. about Vanessa and Rufus. Yes. <laughs> and also... My little theory of why they were like, oh, lovebirds, like, one, to, like, lessen the burden on Dan and them for Mm -hmm. telling everybody, but also, like, maybe they're also annoyed that Dan won't shut the fuck up of, like, oh, yeah, we're, like... Oh, we're just friends with benefits, but it's oh, different. Like they're kind of like. Really I'm mad that he won't shut the fuck up. About yeah. That. I, oh my gosh, I'm so, right with you. I mean, what makes me the most mad though? So is because Serena comes in with a huge smile on her face. Nate also like somehow comes up from behind them. Don't know what he was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his arms around both of them, all smiling. And it turns out that Nate has already told everybody, which really defeats the purpose of the last two episodes. Like we really <laughs> need to sit through these two idiots thinking they couldn't tell anyone they were dating oh, just for Nate. To blurt it out to everyone and for everyone to unanimously unanimously approve it. Like, okay, great. That is so funny. What a we waste. Have to sit no, you're right. Episode. I'm gonna be like, we can't tell anyone. We, we can't. T-. And then, then at, at least I'm, I'm thinking. But at least all of their stupid problems will be done with now. But no, we're gonna no, invent we another one. <laughs> yeah, an even worse one, maybe. Oh. Because at least the, the other problem was just like boring. But the problem with this episode is Vanessa is being Vanessa in this one. So, oh, she's being big time. But yeah, but no, this, this whole scene is also just terrible because everyone's just so weird about them. Like they keep making jokes about them having sex, but they won't say the word sex. And it's just, it's so gross. gross. The last two episodes, they've really danced around the word sex for some reason. They must have watched the Seinfeld as a contest recently or something. Yeah, sure. Because they, I mean, they really just trail off where whenever they're about to say, like, we had sex. Like, and, and they've said it before. So it's weird how now they're like, they feel like they can't say it anymore. But um, Eleanor has exciting news. She tells Blair that Mr. Conwell is flying in to see the show, the CEO of Conwell's department stores, the biggest retailer in the entire country. And it seems like Blair does not know who they are. And uh, Dorota's also here. So don't know where Dorota's been hiding. But yeah. always great to have her back. They just want uh, to give Spencer, her a, a I'm sure, pregnant appearance. I'm sure you love Dorota. Yeah. Uh, who does not love Dorota? If you don't love Dorota, yeah. check yourself out. No, exactly. There's no reason not to. Exactly. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, Blair wants to know, you know, what about Barney's or Saks or Bloomingdale's to cover the junior line? But high end has fallen on hard times, according to Eleanor. So Eleanor is going with lower end retail shops. She she has a new catchphrase even. Feed the masses, eat with the classes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Love to get a a nice Waldorf in like a Walmart someday. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I think she's trying to like put a cap on like these big grandiose ideas she's like okay okay let everyone like yeah we're rich we're sexy we're awesome but let's rein it in a smidge yeah we're uh-huh. human and also she's just like let's just make some money, money. Yeah. So yeah yeah she thinks she thinks her usual crowd of upper east side socialites might give conwell the wrong message so they need to surround themselves with wholesome american girls the kind of girls who shop at conwell's uh is eleanor waldorf selling out here because that, that's what blair seems to think i guess she is because uh, this is exactly what selling out is in a way. So uh, yes, until yes. she doesn't, um, obviously, but um, right. I, it takes her this whole thing to realize uh, she doesn't want to compromise the clothing it, itself. I guess she's willing to compromise right. where the clothing goes, but she wants to make sure she can still make exactly what she wants. Yes, and that she gets to keep her name on it as well. Right. At, uh, so, I guess Eleanor, if she was to go to Walmart, it would be like, would it be like Walmart, Wolfmart, Eleanor Walmart, the Walmart line. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Eleanor wants Blair to invite all our college girlfriends to the fashion show. And, and we know what she means by girlfriends. Like, um, my, so my theory, Spencer, is that uh, Blair is very, very queer and also in love with Serena. And I think we get oh, plenty yeah. of proof of that throughout the whole show. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Blair obviously does not have many friends. So she tries to say, you know, it's too last minute. Dorota backs her up. She says that uh, Blair keeps girls on busy schedules, must beat drum. Also, Dorota mentions that uh, the baby is beating her stomach like Lars from Metallica. Did did you take Dorota for a big Metallica head? <laughs> no, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay, Dorota. Like, I'm imagining her cleaning and she's got her, like, AirPods in because they bought her some AirPods a few years before they came out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she's exactly. just, like, drumming to Metallica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's, it, wanted... are we supposed to know, like, the, is that a household name, Lars from Metallica? Yeah, Lars, Lars Ulrich. Oh, I, I know Lars no, more I from mean... Rocket Power. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in your household. I know okay, that cool. Lars is a household name other than the Thank other you. one. Um, have we ever met Dorota's like partner? Yes, we have met yeah, Vanya, yeah. the doorman. Uh, okay, I'm is... gonna have to watch it again because I look at her and I'm like, I hope you are being loved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vanya, they seem like a great match. Yeah, they, Vanya they seems are. to uh, I think, I think she's really love her. So yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a nice little couple there. Um, uh, okay, good. Eleanor needs some college freshmen, so she tells Blair to bring ten or twenty, no more than thirty, of her closest friends. She needs Conwell to say yes. Uh, pretty bad planning on Eleanor's part. I mean, she, she did just think of this idea, but it's very last minute. And as soon as Eleanor leaves, Dorota goes, "But Miss Blair, you have no friends. Even yeah. NYU minions, very second rate. <laughs> very second rate. <laughs> uh, like, contender, contender at the time for joke of the episode. It, it's yeah. not going to end up being my joke of the episode, but it, it was very funny. Yeah, and just exciting to get a line from Dorota because she's been missing for a little while, so." Oh yeah, she's got Great a good job. episode. She's got some good quips. Dorota uh, Blair... was in the last episode when she had that um that lighter gun. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's not a big spoiler. It was a big. No, game. yeah, maybe a little sneak peek <laughs> first. <laughs> Dorota goes on the shooting spree. Yeah. Dorota ends up shooting some people in this show. You were wondering when the gun when the when the guns were gonna come out, friend. Yeah, yeah. And the next one's called Inglorious Bastard, so I'm imagining she just shoots people and skin scalps them. So Blair knows of one person at NYU who can help. And Brendan, did you know where she was going with this? Did you think Brandeis of all people would be making an appearance? No, and I, and I didn't really. When they said her, did they say her name before she showed up? I, I'm not sure if it was like a Beetlejuice situation, but um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I saw her and I'd like, oh okay, this is this is Brandeis. I remember the I remember the face. She's got a not that I'm like, I'm not super into Brandeis uh, personally, but she's got like a very distinct face. I don't know if it's because so if, she's a prostitute. If Brandeis or not. asked you out on a date, you would say, uh, "No, I have a wife," or "Sorry, I have a wife." <laughs> I, w- I would say, "Sorry, I have a wife." She's, she's not in the no category. 
to let her down easy. Yeah, you would <laughs> sorry to her because you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> back down you never know. Um, hey, remember Elizabeth. When I said, sorry, um, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Elizabeth comes up to Chuck's room. Uh, Chuck gets straight to the point and asks if she sent security to kick him out. And she tries to explain herself, but uh, Goatee Jack is right behind her. I don't know how he got in, and he right, wants okay. to do the explaining himself. He yes, owns the hotel. He can get wherever he wants. And that's true. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I just don't know when he came in without Chuck realizing it. Like he's talking to Elizabeth, and then he just slips out from behind the wall and is like, yeah, I think on that's the a camera other side, yeah, yeah. The camera yeah. shot's on the doorway too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so strange. It's like, it's like Chuck was just like hiding oh, in the right. kitchen, the whole time <laughs> just waiting to pop out. And so Chuck asks what he's doing in his hotel, and he's like, "Your hotel? Pretty sure this is Elizabeth's hotel." And, and like like we said, this is going to be a, a tough realization for Chuck. He's literally never going to trust anyone ever again after this. No. And this this starts the, the whole thing where she has these conversations with Chuck and the, the, back, the back and forths. And he's making sense. And she's just like rambling complete yep. and utter nonsense. I'm like, why are you even trying to defend yourself? I have no idea what you're saying. She says sorry, but he has to leave, which at this point we're like, what the fuck is Elizabeth is Elizabeth <laughs> Why getting out of this? To feel bad? She, I don't understand. She looks like she feels bad about this, but yeah. she's still making him leave. And so Chuck Chuck finally starts to realize that something bad's going on. He asks what the hell is going on, and Jack reveals that Chucky has been played from the very beginning and he's gotta check out so they can get the room ready for Jack. And so Chuck waves off security, leaves on his own accord while staring down Elizabeth on his way out. And good, because she's a piece of shit. She's yeah. a piece of shit. And it just gets more each interaction, it just gets more ridiculous. It's just, it's just, she's just so irredeemable. It's terrible. So. I, I can't I mean, wait. Chuck, Chuck reads it on her face in the sense of like, like what, like what does he have on you? What, yeah. what is yeah. this? Because it's like, yeah, her face exudes like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. But her actions aren't aligning. So it's like, okay, like, do you need to set up an appointment with your therapist or <laughs> what is going It's love. On? It's love. And that, that made sense. Yeah. Like that, that, could have gone like in, in the way that I was like, okay, cool. Like I can accept that like, she she's being blackmailed in some in some way. Right. And then they, yeah. they don't Blackmail go they don't go with that. The they don't go with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So back to brunch. Serena tells Vanessa she's seriously so happy for them, and Vanessa's happy because it's so easy being with someone that you've known your whole life, much like Serena and Nate. Um, Serena tells Vanessa that when you've known someone for so long, you just feel so comfortable. And uh, Serena's like, yeah, me and Nate have no problem trying new things. You know, if if you know what I'm saying, and. <laughs> She's like, no, Vanessa, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, that. I, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, what else could you have meant? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, just, tr just try new things so you don't fall into a rut. And now Vanessa's wheels are spinning because of one harmless little comment. And, you know, she says, you know, oh, yeah, we also try new things, even though they haven't been. And so Nate and Dan come over since they're done with their bro time. And Nate asks what the plans are for tonight. Uh, Serena wants them to come to the fashion show. But Dan says they're just going to go to dinner at the loft. <laughs> Which you know does sound terribly boring, to be fair. But uh -huh. this I, is what they like the to do. Maybe the relationship is already in a rut. But yeah, with Rufus, with Rufus, <laughs> which is very funny. And Nate also puts his hands right in the right in the bowl of strawberries here. He, I feel like he, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> he, he and Serena must have been pretty turned on right now because oh, they you, love you know how, strawberries. How breakfast fruits. Strawberries oh, yeah. from last episode. <laughs> yeah, get Nate and Serena going. I wonder at this point if, if anyone's heard um, the episode where we talk about wrapping up your significant other in plastic wrap and stuffing it with strawberries and whipped cream. If anyone's tried that. No, no one's let me know if they've tried it or not. <laughs> All right. Well, sound off in the comments, please. 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 Yeah. Brendan is begging for someone to tell tell him how this works. <laughs> and so, 
Rufus comes over to be a weird dad. He's like, ooh, private dinner, eh? Sounds romantic. And like he he's laying he's also laying this on super thick because he's he's desperately trying to hide how jealous he is. I know, of, he really is. Dad. It is also <laughs> also when Nate says something like he goes I don't know oh, no exactly what the conversation was, but he just goes, Two words, role play. No, that's that's a little later. Yeah, okay. What's worse <laughs> after that? We'll we'll get to what it is, but yeah. So, movie and noodles has become a Dan and Vanessa Saturday tradition, and Serene just hears this and gives Vanessa like a pitying look, like, "Oh, okay, like, <laughs> all right, you have fun, I guess." So. <laughs> Agnes is Jenny's model again. Uh, she's texting while Jenny's trying to measure her. And, you know, just being a little difficult. And Jenny is the one who apologizes for how everything went down. She says she shouldn't have went behind Agnes's back and tried to cut her out of the fashion line. And Agnes says she was going to quit anyway because the dresses were lame. And Jenny's like, what? come on, what the fuck? I'm trying I'm trying to apologize here. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> she's showing some growth. She's taking all the blame for this. When Agnes was yes. super difficult to work with. So, like, who could blame her? And, th- and then Agnes burns all of her dresses. Yeah, very, very big of Jenny. Yeah, yeah, it was a very proud Jenny moment. Because yeah, so then, she has an example of Rufus sprinkling in some uh, Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you're right. That, that's got to be it. <laughs> Rufus is a good parent after all. Uh, Agnes Hotter actually does end up apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes actually does apologize for uh, torching Jenny's dresses and admits they were amazing. And then Jenny's like, over it. And Agnes replies, I missed you, bitch. And gives her a Hated big hug. <laughs> I was like, I, I, was, I was rooting for these two. Like, Jenny could use a real friend, but like, she could. She turned so fast, it lasted for a minute. Right. Unfortunately, everything is going to go wrong immediately. As soon as Jenny doesn't want to do drugs with someone who is allegedly 90 days sober, she's like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to ruin your life again. Yeah. <laughs> it really pissed her off. She didn't want to do exactly that. Yeah, exactly. And so at this moment, Damien texts her and says he needs his stuff. And Jenny tells Agnes the story of her and Damien. Agnes is very impressed by all the drug dealing. And Jenny yeah, tells like, her that when awesome. she didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Jenny tells her when she didn't want to dot, 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 whatever. Again, just uh, dancing around the word. Didn't want to, uh, you know. You know. Uh, Damien bailed. And Agnes tells Jenny she can't let Damien treat her like that. And she takes Jenny's phone, calls Damien to tell him that you need to pick out a place to swap. How about the Waldorf fashion show? Um, at this point, before... Uh, <laughs> Agnes crosses several lines. I was like, okay, it's great to see that Agnes is just as chaotic as ever. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, you know, we, we see this, and it's, this is the start of her of her reign on this episode, and she just doesn't care about leaving a file trail behind her. Yeah, I mean, did, and if, go on, Spencer. Did Agnes want, Agnes wanted, uh, what's his name, Daniel? What's his name? Damien. 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 Did Agnes want Damien to come because Jenny wanted, Jenny didn't want the drugs anymore. So I'm gonna give you the drugs, and you're gonna give me money. So what's the, what's a swap? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they were swapping. I mean, the drugs are Damien. Drugs. So yeah, so I think Damien. I think the the thing is just Damien just he wanted to back. collect his drugs back. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't think they were really. Things, but she did say swap. I wonder, I wonder if she thought she was getting money out of this. Maybe. Um, well, her plan is that Damien's going to show up and she's going to wave the baggie in his face and then flush it down the toilet, oh, right. thus showing him who's bossed. And she says, got to take your pride back, babe. And Jenny admits that it's brilliant. And Agnes says they're total bitches. Mm. <laughs> no, it, it's the use of bitches bad. is like, terrible. <laughs> we're, we're total about, bitches. <laughs> we're total bitches. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about it last episode, but it's too bad that Jenny does not have like some older role model she could go to that isn't like currently judging her uh, because... Unfortunately, she she has to go to this psycho Agnes who's going to immediately yeah. turn on her. Yeah. I, I guess Agnes is like her generation's Georgina. Just a little Georgina, bit, a yeah. Little that's, little exactly, that's exactly what I, what I, the thought that I had as well. The, sure. The, uh, the underclassman's Georgina Sparks. All <laughs> right. 
So back in the penthouse, uh, Vanessa tells Serena she wants to do something special for Dan because she's insecure about the noodles and movies for the millionth Saturday. And this is when Nate drops into the conversation to give some advice. Two words, role play. And <laughs> what's weirder than that is like the forced giggling that comes out of oh Serena. Like, it's so weird that they all like laugh at that. They're there, like, <laughs> there's so much, th- this whole, up until this point, like their, their whole conversation with the four of them uh, and then whenever Rufus jumps in too, it's just a bunch of weird little <laughs> tiny sex jokes and them just giggling at it like, just, they're so they're all terrible strange. laugh actors. Yeah, yeah. The laughing was really cringy. Really cringy. And Serena's like, actually, once once they calm down from from the the giggle calm fest, down. <laughs> um, Serena's like, actually, it's not terrible, you know. Uh, um, and they're like, you know, what about a date night inspired by one of his favorite films? And again, I'm already cringing just hearing about this. Mm. And it's like this thing that Serena does where now that she's in a relationship, she really feels like she has it all together and is not afraid to give out like her all knowing advice. Like relationship, Serena is always like, take it from me, who's been in yeah. a relationship with Nate for over. for a few weeks now. Uh, we never have any. Problems. Problems. We always spice up the relationship. Maybe you can do some role play. It's not a terrible idea. That's also the that. weirdest person to get advice from because she dated Dan for like the longest ever. <laughs> yes. No one else yeah, dated Yeah, that's him what I think too. I'm like, wouldn't you start thinking like, oh yeah, Dan loved it when I yeah. played yeah. nerd. When I dressed up as Grace Kelly. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Well, actually, I have that's. I have a question for both of you. Sure. What do you think is Blair and Nate's? Not Blair and Nate. Serena and Nate's like number one or most previously used role play scenario. Yeah. I would so, say that um, Nate has Serena dress up as his high school soccer coach. <laughs> <laughs> Boy or girl? A male. That's definitely a male. <laughs> okay. Oh, hot. Yes. Great. Because Nate's good. number two in the hot list. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, they're definitely not doing anything based on books because Nate famously can't read. Right. Um, I think we want to mix things up. They usually get the breakfast foods involved, but that's not really role play. Oh, they do like that. (laughs) Love having sex in a pile of fucking... um, (laughs) Pile of pancakes (laughs) with butter. Pile of waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is Butterworth. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like the most like sophisticated film Nate's probably seen is like Jackass 3D, probably. So <laughs> I don't know. Knoxville, I don't know maybe. who's being who's being Johnny Knoxville and who's being Steve-O in that. Yeah. In that, yeah. In that role. Okay. <laughs> so um back to Jenny and Eleanor here. Eleanor is looking at Jenny's dress and she's like, What, you hate it? And no, Eleanor just forgot how talented Jenny is. Like Jenny, again, literally can do anything she wants, anything she puts her mind to. Jenny's gonna succeed. Love my our little Jenny Humphrey. And Eleanor wants to close with her dress that uh, Jenny's been working on. And after the show, wants to discuss with her a more permanent position at Wal- Waldorf Designs, a legend. Jenny immediately flourishing again. She's so, I, I, has she been like, practicing? Because how is that how is she just always as talented? It, it makes like riding a bike, more baby. Than ever, yeah. Must be. I mean, she was been practicing by making those drug jackets. Oh, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> it probably also hasn't been that long ago that she actually worked for her. It feels like forever ago for us, but it probably to yeah. her was like a year ago, which is not a lot of time when you're yeah, 15 exactly. to 16. Yeah. So some random girl now, uh, apparently, I mean, according to the IMDb quotes, they had her listed as Trish, but according to the subtitles, someone calls her Callie. So I, I don't know what this girl's name is, but she yeah, comes over to Jenny. I don't think we've never met What? Didn't she come in the beginning and then now for like a hot I, second? I guess, yeah. But we've never seen her before this episode. No, now, no. all of a sudden, she's she's like Agnes's right-hand woman here. She she comes over to Jenny to give her the pills. Uh, Agnes is very excited, but Jenny doesn't want to go through with this all of a sudden. It's the first time in weeks she hasn't thought about Damien and the first time in even longer that she's actually been happy. So uh, all it took for Jenny was uh, getting back to doing what she loves, which is designing right. dresses. And all of a sudden, she's yeah. happy again. So, yeah, she's she needs to get her mind off much... about doing what she likes to do and yeah. the boys out of her mind. 
Yeah, she forgot how much she enjoys designing, and she doesn't want to do anything to mess it up. So she's going to text Damien and tell him to forget it. And Agnes says she gets it. She was just trying to help an old friend, but uh, I don't know if I like her tone. <laughs> yeah, tone's not good. I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, some ulterior motives here. Mm, so yes, yes. The the non judgmental breakfast club assembles at the diner and chuck lets them know that they've all been players in a jack bass plot the whole thing has been a ruse to get chuck to sign over his hotel to elizabeth and we we touched on this last week but pretty incredible that this 75 point plan ends up working like a lot of things needed to go right for jack and even chuck admits you have to admire his handy yeah I mean, this has to go even further back than like the last episode it's got to go all the way back to her meeting chuck in the first place they had to plant her at the graveyard right. to make sure that Chuck would run into her so that this whole <laughs> yeah. thing could really so that she yeah. could so that she could leave behind the locket so that Chuck could <laughs> find the locket and then accuse her of being a, so that she can pretend that she's not his mom only to then say that she like so much like how long did it take them to come up with this plan? She, yeah, and remind you of the little little baby potential plot hole of last episode when he was like, hey, what, like when Chuck. Or uh, his uncle was trying to say that, like, hey, she might not be your mom. I'm the only right. one who saw her in the casket. I'm like, that still stumps me. I'm like, what was your plan there? Yeah, I, d- I don't know why 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 they did that. Mm. I think uh, the writers me. are writing on the fly. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, maybe people will just forget that we said that. Yeah, probably. At this point, the writers are just showing up and just whatever they're thinking. They're just throwing stuff at the wall. And I mean, yeah. it's going to get even more crazy as we get into later seasons. But I, I think it's starting now. Yeah, yeah, they weren't yes. ready for us and uh, Carl Tart to do a Gossip Girl podcast about Right, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to really break this stuff down. So Serena asks if uh, he's spoken to his lawyer, but Chuck informs him that Lawyer Doug, unfortunately, was in on it. Again, we don't know why, but he was. And uh, regardless, a lawsuit to c- regain control would take months, and then in that time, jo- uh, Jack could bankrupt the hotel and then sell it off to, you know, vultures or whatever uh, he's going to end up doing. So Chuck says his only hope, is to talk to Elizabeth alone and convince her to sign the hotel back over. He thinks it can work because this isn't her idea. Jack, Jack must have something on her. Uh, he still trusts his mom after this, if she is his mom. So Chuck is going to figure out what he has on her, and he leaves. And then Nate thinks, uh, you know, mentions that you know we thought he got his dark side from his father. Maybe it was his mother. And Serena says, you know, what everyone else is thinking, like if it is his mother, because if it is his mother, then I think we finally have a set of parents that can battle with Nate's for worst right, right. parents of the show. This, yeah. is, this is also so sad because Chuck at this point still kind of trusts her and is like, you know, yes. it's got to be Jack. It's got to be like, – and right. it is, but it's also yes. her. Mm-hmm. Um, Serena's starting to doubt Elizabeth's story, but Blair tells him they did a DNA test. Uh, and Nate's theorizing that, you know, Jack Bass faked the result. He, even the, and, you know, I, he, he could be onto something there. Uh, he didn't see the DNA test happening. I think he just sent it off to his lawyer, who was in on the plan to uh, pull yeah. one over on Chuck. So, right. Yeah, at this um, point, I think I'm still in that camp where I figured the lawyer doctored the DNA sure. results. Yeah. So Blair doesn't think Chuck is ready to hear the truth, whatever it is. And anyway, she's got a fashion show to get ready for. It's in two hours, and she has 30 friends coming. And then Nate's bewildered expression in response to that when uh, Blair leaves is priceless. He, he's more confused than he's ever been. He's like, what friends? Again, uh, anytime they question what friends Blair has, uh, contender for joke of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> still not quite for me. Not quite. But still very funny. Um, hey, at least Blair knows. At least she's not sitting there thinking like she's got friends. At least, at least she knows. Right. Oh, she, she knows where she stands friends. with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Rhoda talks to our old friend Brandeis. The iconic uh, <laughs> sex worker Brandeis is back. Uh, did, did you ever think we'd see her again? I don't think no. I did. Uh, no. Yeah. This I'm is so exciting. Back, so, 
She she must be so confused that an adult in a maid outfit is trying to talk to her in the dorm hallway. But uh, Tarota <laughs> introduces herself. Tell, I'm sure <laughs> she's been in um, stickier yeah. situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That's probably yeah. just another Tuesday for her. Um, yeah. Tarota introduces herself and tells her that Miss Blair would like to know what her hourly is and if you have any friends like 30. Amazing scene. Brandeis obviously <laughs> thinks Blair wants to pay for a huge lesbian orgy. She's like, oh my God, that's great. Blair is finally out. And she is celebrating in a big way. Uh, me, you me and 30 of my what an friends. expensive way. <laughs> to go and do that. <laughs> so, do you have thirty friends? Just her, she's like thirty friends. It's gonna be three um, hundred thousand dollars for a an hour. An hour. <laughs> but could you imagine Brandeis? She's like, wow, the night off. Like you're gonna pay me and my friends to go out. Like dope. I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's I mean, that's a win-win for everyone here. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the uh, the the new girl whom we don't know asks Jenny to help get these racks downstairs and Jenny goes to get her stuff but Agnes says she can watch it as this girl gives her a knowing look and Agnes takes the pills out of the bag who knows what she's going to do with them honestly never trust Agnes even if you're currently friends and she's currently allegedly sober she is still a crazy person so do not leave your bag in front of Agnes random fuck this random Trish bitch (laughs) yeah Trish Callie whatever her name is I I don't like this girl no. It is really funny it's that so like her relationship with Agnes just went so far downhill like the the minute they started talking. <laughs> it's just you know right away it's going to be like, all right, she's going to ruin her opportunity with with Eleanor here. Yep. So the fashion show event has begun and Serena is once again dying to get involved in other people's business and is practically begging Blair. So Blair has to shout, do <laughs> nothing at her <laughs> because Chuck wants to handle it on his own and Blair says that they should let him. And it's obviously killing Blair to do that, but even she is able to do it for the love of Chuck. And so Serena should be able to as well. Thank God for, I mean, for the love of Chuck. The love of Chuck. <laughs> so, Brandeis is finally here, and she has a bit of an icy greeting with Serena. Serena asks how Congressman Wade is, and Brandeis says he's polling very well these days, which, never mind, that's got to be the joke of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that, that's amazing. It. I need to know it's what so other good. quips Brandeis has. It's, it's like, I think this is, this is a pre-planned line for Especially Brandeis. Especially to, to but... slam down Serena, who's like weirdly being judgmental again. Because I remember when she was here last, she, she yeah. was like, ooh, prostitutes. And now to throw yeah. her down with that amazing line that that, that was like that was Gossip Girl esque that that line. Yeah, that no, that was really good. Brandeis could be there. the Blair. Like we could. I mean, you guys know Blair's or sorry, gosh dang it, Serena. <laughs> yeah. Brandeis could be Serena. She could. They could just swap her one episode, and Absolutely. I would be okay with it. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, was, I would love. I would love for Brandeis and Blair to have like a real, you know, go real at kinship. It. A real kinship. Yeah. Yeah, I would go at it. Yeah, that's what that's kind of what I meant. But you said kinship, and I was like, yeah, that was that's no, yeah. Oh no, you okay? You want Blair? Okay, you want Blair and Brandeis to take things to the next level? Yeah, I mean, if 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 Serena won't ever come down to her her level, then let's let's do it. All right, yeah, I'm I'm shipping it. Yeah, paradise. I don't know if that'd be a sad spinoff, but I'd be about (laughs) it. Maybe like the first time she pays, and then they start to fall in love. I love it. Oh, so. pretty woman. Oh, <laughs> that would be cute. That would be the cute. The pretty woman remake that everyone needs to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would absolutely see that. I'd see that every every Tuesday for a every month. Every Tuesday. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watch Pretty Woman every Tuesday, you know? <laughs> well, thank you I'm for like, taking a break out of me. Out of watching a Pretty Woman to record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, your your usual Tuesday schedule. So. I'm doing it after, you know? Okay, good. <laughs> So Blair points out Conwell and tells Brandeis he's the target, but remember that she and the other are the others are Blair's thirty BFFs from NYU. I love that Brandeis is just down to do this. I mean, 
if she's getting paid 300 an hour, like why wouldn't she? But Absolutely. Uh, the the uh, the Brandeis bunch goes to talk to the target, and Serena can't believe that Blair hired escorts to pose as these wholesome American girls. And Serena asks why she couldn't just tell her mom that she has no friends. And Blair tells her, you know, prostitutes are people too, and sex work is works. Blair is really the people's champion there in you this go, conversation. Blair. She is. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, really defending the uh, the honor of the escorts. Absolutely. So Anne is napping in a chair. And Vanessa wakes him up, and she's dressed like someone from Dan's favorite movie, I guess. Uh, Dan clearly uh, into those 1950s movies. Did did anyone know who Vanessa was being here? I don't think Dan really even knew, honestly, when he was woken up. <laughs> no, he knew yeah, right that, away. That, 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 movie. Right away. Yeah. that was the annoying part. He was like, <laughs> this, is, this is just like from the rear view. Or, there was like yeah, the rear, window. Was, was, rear window. Rear window. This is just like rear window, whatever that well, is. Well, yeah, so. that's why I'm doing this, you fucking idiot. Yeah. The thing is, I will say the staging was great. I was like, "This is a dream," and then like to wake up to Vanessa and your like as your dream girl. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, I feel like if Dan was super into this, Vanessa would end up getting like really jealous every time they watch this movie that Dan wanted to fuck Grace Kelly instead of her. <laughs> yeah, Dan's in a lose lose situation here. I also, I also think when like children are role playing sexually, it just makes me uncomfortable like i think you have to be over the age of like 30 to to like be dressing for up like play. this i don't know it, okay that, they're not ready that's your rule that's my rule <laughs> they're not ready for role play it, or at least if, well, if i'm if i'm gonna see it I, I don't make sure you're over 30 just keep it away from my well, eyes <laughs> Yeah, a great policy. <laughs> Sex should still be fun for you why do you have to roll well, maybe, that, maybe that's where i'm coming from i didn't even realize yeah <laughs> So, uh, backstage at the fashion show, Agnes is handing out the pills to all the models, and the models are taking them, and Jenny sees Agnes with the pills, and she's like, what happened to your 90 days? And Agnes says that she just needs the Waldorfs of the world to think she's in a program so she can get hired, which, uh, yeah, I respect the hustle there. You know, you, you gotta oh, yeah. get work. Oh, yeah. So, Jenny f- puts her foot down and tells her she's not gonna let her ruin the show, and that's when Agnes snaps back to the old Agnes we all know and hate, and says, what are you gonna do? Waltz up to Eleanor and tell her that your drug dealer dumped your virgin ass and now the rest of her models are high on his oh stash. Well, God. she didn't have to be so mean about it. it is, I, I, but Jenny's probably just like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> yes. Also, she didn't have to do this at all in the first place. No. And then she does it and is also just a dick about it to Jenny. Yeah, she's, she's a lunatic. Yeah, Jenny says she's going to do something that no one in the history of teen dramas has ever thought to do, and that's just <laughs> go to someone with the truth. So he, She's going to tell Eleanor exactly what happened because she's not going to uh, risk getting her second chance. So, you know, Jenny really is a changed girl it, all of a sudden. You know, this is also very Jenny-like. Jenny has such balls. She, to just, like, she will, she yes. will drop anything yes. and be like, you know what? I'll pull the plug on everything. I just need to do what I need to do. I'm not yeah, afraid of any Rufus single person. Was, yeah, she told Rufus she was dealing drugs. She's not afraid. She's not going to be afraid. Jenny to tell is a Eleanor. straight shooter. She, she is really absolutely. She is a straight shooter, and she gets credit for it. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and she's allowed um, to be a dumb teen and say, "Right, um, what did she say? Um, for over it, like you get a little, <laughs> you get a little leeway for that yeah. because you are a straight shooter at times." That's right. I agreed. You know, Jenny can Jenny can do no wrong in my eyes, and. Uh, just want to point out Agnes also wearing a, a stupid hat now as well. Um, <laughs> if you're keeping, if you're keeping track at home, we are keeping track. Necklaces, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the necklaces. And so uh, Jenny goes to tell Eleanor, but Eleanor will not let her because it's showtime. And Jenny tries again, but Eleanor just tells her to go. And so all of a sudden now Agnes wants to take down Little Jay again, all because she doesn't want to party. And she tells the random girl that it's time for Little Jay to say good night. She's not even going to wait for after the party. She's putting her to bed early. I, I guess Agnes has minions because these girls just do whatever she says. 
I guess so. These, these yeah. are like her work buddies, and uh, this is Jenny's first day in the job. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this is what you do to the uh, the newbies, I guess. Apparently, yeah. So Chuck meets with Elizabeth. He tells her that whatever Jack has promised her, he'll double it if she gives him his hotel back. But apparently, this was never about money. She loves Jack. Which really pisses off Chuck, who tells her that Jack is incapable of love. Uh, Chuck's more emotional than we usually ever see him. And what is wrong with Elizabeth? How could anyone fall in love with Even if you did think that Jack was in love with you, mm-hmm. how could anyone fall in love with Jack? Yeah. Well, this is why Chuck's so emotional. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you love this man? Mean? You, what do you mean you, you love him? Me? What? That's insane. Like, he can't like, I mean, love anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chuck says it exactly how it is. He says... How can you, how could, how could a good person set you up to do this? How could a good person make you convince somebody that they're, you're their dead mother? <laughs> like, if that like, is. Look at the situation evil, you're in here. Evil, evil. Yeah, just take a yeah. step back and look at what you're doing. Like, how could you think that that is a person that is worthy of love? And so Chuck tells her that he's using her. And once he steals the hotel, he's going to leave her. But Elizabeth has really been manipulated because she's like, I know Jack isn't perfect, but he understands me and doesn't judge me. This is he understands and that, Yeah, and that's even before she says that underneath it all, Jack is a kind, loving <laughs> I'm person. I'm sure, yeah. He seems great. Based on what? <laughs> what? I need to see what Jack is saying to her behind closed doors because I, I cannot believe anyone would fall for this. Ugh. The worst part of all this is like it happens later, but... When they have the little conversation at the end, and like they try to make it seem like her and Jack might be like a cute couple, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! It's disgusting. <laughs> Don't even try that shit here. Yeah, um, she said, "Tell Chuck that when she started the game, she told herself that Chuck Chuck was just a stranger, but she didn't know how much she would come to care for him. I mean, she could have fooled me. It does not look like. I mean, even when she was pre- like pretending she was like you know." Uh, um, you know, on the same side as him or whatever, it, it never really seemed to me that she liked him that much. Her demeanor was always so cold and, like, still is. Yeah, well, like Spencer was saying, I think I think they, they do write the show by the seat of their pants, and it really makes <laughs> no sense. It doesn't. She's been on the show for, like, what, five episodes now in a row, and they didn't allude to her having anything with him at all. Yeah. Uh, Chuck tells her to make things right by giving him the hotel back, but apparently she can't. She just says she's sorry. She needs Jack, and he needs her too because he loves her. I I could not believe that Chuck didn't just throw her into the water. I, yeah, because they are like yeah they're like on a bridge like next to water. I would have just thrown her overboard. And he tells her that if she actually believes that Jack loves her, then she deserves whatever happens next. And he is completely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you can yeah. do. Anything negative that happens to her, she deserves. Yeah, she's the example. If Jenny goes on life and Rufus is too hard forever, she is the example of what Jenny could be. Just like daddy, daddy, daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It exactly. must be. What else? What else could it be? Yeah. So, I mean, you need. You're. You're. What is she? She's fifty something, and you're that desperate ugh. for uh, some some love and attention. Uh, yeah. I, I bet apparently. her dad must have had a goatee, also. Oh huh. yeah. That's, yeah, that's gotta be. Yeah. She saw Jack's goatee and yeah. immediately fell in love because of her daddy issues. Oh so. God. <laughs> <laughs> So the fashion party is popping, and Nate's like, damn, I, I can't believe Blair has so many friends. But Serena immediately tells him that they cost $300 an hour, and Chuck calls Nate, tells him that he couldn't get through to Elizabeth, and tells him all about how she thinks she loves Jax. Uh, he has accepted his fate that the Empire is gone, but Nate has a plan. He looks at Brandeis and tells Chuck to get Jack to Eleanor's fashion show. And it's wild that Chuck didn't immediately try thinking of a scheme like this himself, but I guess he's just like so broken right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's very emotional. Uh, quick quick thing by Nate, core. which is rare, but good job. Yeah, I know. Not bad. I mean, it doesn't work, but it was a no. good plan. Yeah, makes sense to me. It should have worked. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how. It, I mean, Jack. I guess just assumed that it was a it was a uh, 
plan to to get him to do that. So I'm sure that's why he didn't do anything. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if they were able to fool him, it would have worked. So uh, back to Dan and Vanessa's weird date. Dan is already being weird, saying how he's not a big shellfish guy. And Vanessa got him some wine that's just like uh, the wine that someone else gets someone in the movie that they're referencing. And Vanessa's catching on that Dan probably would have just preferred ramen. And Dan wants to go to the student union for a Mizuguchi marathon, but Vanessa wants to do something different to break out of their rut. And this confuses Dan. He's like, we just started dating. How are we in a rut? And Vanessa does this line that she keeps asking. She says, what do we do now that we didn't do when we were friends? And Dan's very confused. He's like, um, are you serious? And again, doesn't say sex, but they do, uh, you know, reference it. And Vanessa wants more than that. But like, isn't that what dating is? You're like really good friends, and That's you also bang. Like you, you don't have to cosplay. So, like, I don't know so, what yeah, Vanessa I don't know what she wants. thinks. Like, okay, we're we're dating now, so now oh, it sucks. We can't do anything we like to do beforehand. We have to get all new hobbies because we're dating officially. She just, and she never gives him any specifics. She's <laughs> like. We just keep doing exactly what we did when we were friends. And then Dan's like, yeah, but we fuck. Yeah, but that's just what friends with benefits are. So, like, I know, that's like, not what she thinks that friends with benefits are. what the fuck do you want? Friends with benefits are what do you people want that to fuck do? without the hangout. Yeah, besides dress up like Grace Kelly and <laughs> reference a movie. Like, what do you want? Like, it's so – like, Vanessa thinks that they have to role play to – <laughs> to be in a relationship, apparently. And all, if this is how that's going to be, if, if Serena can say one thing at a brunch and yes. it all goes oh to God. shit, then Vanessa yes. needs to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say. Vanessa is so impressionable. All of this is because of one little, little comment that was said. But also, like, the bigger thing, it's like, if you think Dan's boring, which me and your other friend also think Dan's <laughs> fucking boring, then and go somewhere else, be with somebody else, be with somebody that doesn't. This has been watch. Vanessa's dream he, forever. She needs to yeah. be with Dan. Uh, well, listen, check your dreams, sis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, like like you just said, this would never have come to mind if Serena didn't say anything. And w- once again, we are just inventing problems between these two because we mm. got these two together and now we don't have anything else to do with them. So now we just have to invent problems week after week to yeah. keep this relationship just like unsteadily going forward. I mean, even yeah, when but would... you know, you know how insecure you are in the beginning of a relationship. You're like, oh, maybe they do think I'm boring. Like, yeah. And yeah, I guess so. not to get meta, but I'm True. like, I, as annoyed as I am with Vanessa, I am. There's Vanessa. something there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we we hate what we see in ourselves. So that's, yes, Rufus comes into the law while they're in the middle of their weird date, and Vanessa tells him to stay, which R- Rufus declines because um, this is obviously a date, so they wouldn't want it to be like every other night when the three yeah, of them maybe hang out. Wants to fuck Rufus. <laughs> exactly. Just, but yeah, hey. Vanessa's like. That's exactly what Dan wants, and she's pissed. And I, I'm surprised she didn't suggest like just the two of them hang out, like her like, and Rufus. All right, Dan, go. Like, <laughs> all right, Dan, you go to the Mitsuguchi Marathon. Me and Rufus will stay here and, and be Grace Kelly and James Stewart. <laughs> then he, Dan comes back, and then Rufus is dressed as Grace Kelly instead. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that so, would be hot. Vanessa storms off, and Rufus asks what's going on, but Dan has no idea. So. Uh, trouble in paradise there it's very annoying like, I, I wish they could not yeah. that i wish i don't want this to last very much longer but i wish that they could just do episodes like when vanessa and nate were dating and they just did like some little side plot things where they would go right and hang, hang out at a play and they were just like for a yeah. few episodes they'd be normal and just be happy like that's mm. okay to do yeah no apparently not when you're dan and vanessa i guess so, so. At the fashion show, everyone looking good. Why is everyone wearing hats? Like, every single model is wearing a hat. Like, 
are they showing off a line of hats? Is that what this is? Like, also, why is uh, Dead Mouse, also known as Dead Mouse Five, randomly here? <laughs> also known as well. How did he get the invite? What's going on? <laughs> well, I guess he, he's huge at that time, so I oh, yeah. guess uh, this is just like the, the kind of level that Eleanor has parties at. Yeah, this show got all of these stars when they were hot yeah. at the time. So oh, yeah, like, they don't even mention him. He's just there. He's just there, and yeah. four four of his songs play throughout the episode. So. <laughs> Uh, Blair is talking up the line to their guest of honor. Uh, she's like, everyone looks good in it, even the people who shop in your store. Like, Blair can't not look down on people, even for the good of her mother's company, which is it's fantastic. Sorry. Never change, Blair. No. And uh, Conwell says, the clothes speak for themselves, but his store will never carry her mother's line if this is the type of clientele it attracts. And Blair says it attracts all kinds, but Conwell is concerned about the sex walkers, and he walks away. Which, obviously, the first question that I had before it even gets brought up is, how does he know that these are sex workers if he has not been you know, propositioning them? Yeah, exactly. I immediately thought, like, oh, so he knows Brandeis. Exactly, yeah. Um, so Agnes steps out on the runway. Everyone hooting and hollering. Eleanor steps out, takes her big bow. Jenny is watching from backstage, and the random uh, nameless right-hand woman of Agnes tells Jenny that Eleanor wants to thank her for her hard work and gives her a glass of champagne. Again, I get that she's apparently Agnes's a minion, but why is this girl so down to drug Jenny? Like, obviously, yeah, also obviously she's Agnes- like 37. <laughs> and you're drugging like a six child yes. yeah like, okay. agnes is crazy and upset i've accepted that like there's no there's no coming back from whatever agnes is on but what is this girl doing and why is she okay with it so jenny drinks the champagne agnes asks her minion if she gave jenny one or two and she replies three, three. so what, whatever jenny took she is very drugged tonight and she's a like, little 16 year old girl this is die. ridiculous and it, yeah. it doesn't stop here with reckless abandon, like yeah. so, Jenny stumbling and bumbling. Agnes asks, "What's the matter?" And Jenny cannot even see straight. Like we keep seeing things from Jenny's point of view and seeing like a freaky uh, triple vision of Agnes, and uh, she knows who. Like Jenny knows who Agnes is, so she knows who she's dealing with. So she asks if Agnes put something in her drink, and Agnes is already in supervillain monologue mode. She says, "You know, ever since I saw you at Eleanor's, all I could think about was payback for last year, and Damien's party favors just happened to fall into my lap." What, did you think I was going to stand around all day and watch Eleanor kiss your ass? You know, I was going to have my own fashion line. Things were going to change for me. And then you had to go ahead and do it all your way. So here's to you, Jay. Cheers. And uh, she gives her a little shove for good measure. So Wow, Matt. <laughs> good good kudos. To... Thank you. <laughs> raise your glass to Matt. Wow. <laughs> I'll, raise, I'll raise my Pepsi mango right now and take a sip. <laughs> so... Like, obviously, obviously, Agnes needs help, but uh, she is here to bring the chaos. And like we said, the next generation's Georgina Sparks. And obviously, very bad what she's doing. But until she takes it the next step further, even now, I'm like, all right, she's she's really stirring things up. I got it. Really stirring. Th- well, that's it's, I'm not like fully opposed to either just because this is like the only thing I'm enjoying in this episode so far. Yeah. So, like, OK, no, cool. I mean, OK, I, I like um, I, I get why you wouldn't like the the uh, Elizabeth storyline because we're just so over we were really over bad. Elizabeth as soon as she yeah. she came here but I, I actually do like it in this episode I think it's interesting and I think it, we'll get we'll get into it as we as we talk more but uh, yeah the the Jenny stuff is definitely the highlight and Jenny of the has like here, she's so. been on a roll like her, her plot lines anyway have been on a roll like I've been really enjoying how much she ha- mm-hmm. her presence in this show as of as of late yeah so. she went she went from being very sidelined in the beginning to now uh, now that she's back out of hibernation she's the focus of the show right. it's, it's almost like if we yeah. focus on the high school kids in the teen drama it's more enjoyable yeah Almost, yeah. Instead of whatever's f- fucking going on with everyone else. <laughs> so, uh, Jack has come to the fashion show. Uh, he tells Nate that he heard his nephew was ready to cry uncle, and Nate tells him to oh, go find that him. that was gross. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that is icky. 
<laughs> I mean, kind of hot, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't like the way that he said that. <laughs> I think Elizabeth loves that line. Yeah, Elizabeth gets off on it. Yeah. That's so, her kink. She's got some kink issue. well, no, no, yeah, she, issues. We don't kink she's shame. She's got something. But, yeah. yeah, no. We don't kink shame here, but we do Elizabeth shame. So. Yes. Um, at the bar, the friends of Brandeis start talking to him. Um, Rufus has joined the date with Dan and Vanessa, and he's really <laughs> enjoying the meal. He knows how to compliment Vanessa, yeah. unlike Dan. Well, because they've, had, they've yeah. had this meal before together. Yeah, they've done this before. Rufus has learned his lesson. He knows what's going on. Uh, Vanessa's still dressed like a 1950s movie star, and Rufus asks if she did something to her hair, which makes her get up and leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Rufus is making me laugh. So I, know. I love Eddie Rufus, and he's and then, dumb as shit. Then, he's the best. And, yeah, and then Vanessa leaves, and Rufus turns to Dan and goes, "This date is a disaster," <laughs> <laughs> which, which can be assumed since he is literally on the date with them. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it wasn't fully a joke, but the yeah, I don't know. I, the, the did you do something with your hairline? It got me a little bit more <laughs> than the the Brandeis line, just because I love when Rufus wow. says stupid uh, shit. So this is your joke of the episode. I on the fly here. I, it's gonna take it for me. I got a bigger laugh out of me. <laughs> wow, wow, good for you. So uh, Dan tells Rufus about the rut, and Rufus is team Dan. He's like, "Rut, you just started dating." And so Rufus tells Dan that they just need to talk this through. But Vanessa leaves the loft, and Rufus is like, no, "Dan's like, did she just leave?" Or someone says, "Someone's like, did she just leave?" And the other one's like, "Yep." He's I, like, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's like, Rufus says, "What's going on?" And then Dan's like, "I'm not sure." Yeah, I love dumb Rufus. Like this is this is where he needs. This is Plymouth Rock Rufus. This is Plymouth Rock Rufus, baby. That's what I call Plymouth Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Blair confronts Brandeis. She says, "You whore and a half." Again, a a little sex work shamey, but the term "whore and a half" does kind of uh, roll off the tongue. Uh, I guess so. Wait, who said this? Oh, you didn't like it? Oh. Blair, Blair calls Brandeis a whore and a half, which I, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to start I mean, calling Brandeis. Yeah, also, yeah, maybe not. But also, Blair was the only one who was like, hey, we don't judge yes. escorts. Right. That, that so was if anyone has credit, it's sure. Blair. Yeah. You Until she thinks that, that, uh, that Brandeis crossed her, and then she's going to call her a whore and a half. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Blair <laughs> accuses Brandeis of not being able to keep it in her pants, and Brandeis is like, listen, I didn't talk to Mr. Conwell. And so Blair wants to know uh, how he knows that she's a sex worker. And she's like, he doesn't. He knows that Julian is. And he's supposed mm-hmm. to see him tonight, in fact. Wow, yeah. wow, don't look now, but we have some more gay representation on this show. Mr. Mm-hmm. Conwell, welcome to the show as the fourth ever gay person who's ever existed. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> I'm surprised that the show wasn't nominated for any GLAAD awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With all the representation we're getting left and right. It, it's it's not going to have Eric on the show. they got to do this. <laughs> So apparently uh, Julian and Conwell party every time he's in town and Brandeis actually apologizes to Blair, says she had no idea clients would be at the party. And I feel like, you know, and Blair's going to run with this. I was like, oh, don't apologize, Brandeis. This is more than enough information for Blair to work with. Yeah. Oh, and another time they're trying to work around the word sex, they say party instead of bang. Yeah, yeah he parties with them. <laughs> he parties with yeah, them. Oh, that, yeah, sure. That's what is going on? You know, I wonder if there's some like political thing that was going on that like they just took a giant pause yeah, because they're not afraid of like, like rape and assault, but yeah, yeah. now we yeah. can't say the word. Sex? Can't say the word sex. I, it's supposed to be like this, this like the sex been... show. Yeah, yes. this is the show yeah. that's like advertised as like the sex show. Like, yeah. oh, your parents don't want you watching this because of all the sex, but now they can't even say the word. Yeah, and now they have a whole something. plot where prostitutes aren't banging anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Only uh, the gays, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blair talks to Conwell again. Uh, your special friend Julian wanted to know, you to know that he's running a little late tonight. So 
Good job, Blair. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, well, he's just slammed down for Blair. It's so easy for her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all of a sudden, he's changed his tune. He tells Blair that he has a family, and Blair says that so does she, and when you love your family, you never want to see them get hurt or disappointed. Mm. What's that? You want to take another look at my mother's line? Of course you can. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Good job, Blair. Great job. Blair, yeah, Blair. I mean, threatening to out someone great no of course not but conwell is a dick and he's cheating on his wife while while shaming the very people that he parties with as as they say so uh, <laughs> I, i'm glad they're getting her way also conwell is an idiot and did this to himself by admitting to blair that he knew that they were escorts yeah this is all him this is on him completely true yeah he's an idiot so serena and nate are on the sidewalk they're going over the plan again they photograph jack show elizabeth and then she signs the hotel back over to chuck and Nate tells Serena that he she has one shot, but when he opens the door to the limo to take the picture, Jack is one step ahead of them. He's not hooking up with the sex workers, and he tells them to leave the plotting to the expert and goes back to talking about sustainable energy with Beth, which is which is pretty funny. <laughs> kind of funny, but I, I still get this like well, they still got a picture of Jack with them, but they just want to catch. Yeah, him, he's like, in guess, the limo with them. I, still, I guess yeah, it has to hostages. be him like hooking up with them for. They're like on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They should have the tried to take the picture anyway. Yeah. The sexual workers look so disinterested, but you can also swing that in the headlines too. Like, yeah, Jack sucks. Well, so the, sex. Yeah, <laughs> well, the plan is to take a picture and give it to Elizabeth so that Elizabeth uh, realizes she shouldn't be in love with him because he's hooking up with you know other people. But uh, I guess even though he's in a compromising position, he could just be like, Elizabeth, look. Does it look like I'm, you know, having sex with them? No, I was talking to them about sustainable energy. I still love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, I also yeah, don't Elizabeth think that... is as malleable as Clay. She exactly. is. She also yeah, doesn't. Yeah, sure. she wouldn't care anyway because I don't think Jack, like, likes her right now. She knows that. It seems like it seems like they're well, they're, yeah. they're not together, and she's just desperate for this man for whatever reason. So it doesn't matter what he does for whatever reason. Yeah. So Serena goes back inside, leaves Nate to call Chuck, and while Chuck is outside. Jenny is being shoved into a taxi by those random girls, but Agnes stops them and says, little Jay isn't going home yet. She's going to see if they can get this girl laid. Oh now, this god. is where I draw the line. That's, like, that, that, was, that, that was a literal, okay. I said, oh my god, out loud. Advantage out? Like, I get Agnes is crazy, but this is way too much. That especially, is crazy. No, this doesn't, is not cool under any circumstances, but especially oh. since Jenny didn't even do anything to her. It's, it's, I, I couldn't believe what was happening. I was like, um... I don't know. I, I just couldn't believe she was really going to go through with this. I didn't know. Like Maybe she meant something else because that, that's just so dark. Yeah, I know I mentioned yeah. therapy earlier, but the person who really needs therapy is our friend Agnes. Yeah. 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 She's she, serious. She clearly I mean, this is, this is like to the core. It makes you a little sad. You're like, let Jenny go home. Yeah, and, and again, drunk. like, like, like Spencer said, like, like they can't say sex, but they can like allude to rape. Yeah, yes. yeah, for real. I am very happy that uh, Nate does luckily see this happen, and we know that yeah. Nate always comes to Jenny's rescue. Yes. and oh, I, I'm very glad that yes. he ends up doing it because this episode ends so darkly if something happens to Jenny yeah. here. Like yes. it is, it, it, like we would not, like you just can't feel good about like watching an episode that would end in that way. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, Agnes, Jenny, and the girls enter a random bachelor party, and Agnes says she's not staying, but Jenny is, and to make sure, they show her a good time. And Jenny is so clearly out of it and barely conscious, and the guys could not be happier, which is so disturbing and, unfortunately, uh, realistic. Yeah, and they, they, yep, absolutely. They they knew what they were getting themselves into, like, they were here, perfect. These guys are just, guys are all pigs, so someone, someone out of this group is gonna do what we want them to do. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I cannot believe everyone is so gung-ho about this insane plan. So, uh, 
Blair finds her mom backstage. She brings Mr. Conwell, who says Conwell's would be honored to call themselves her exclusive real retailer. Uh, they just need to make some adjustments, and he'd also like to change the name. Eleanor Waldorf sounds too uppity and New Yorkish, and yeah. Eleanor will not stand for that criticism. It, it snaps her back to the old Eleanor. She says, "Excuse me." the last 28 years every piece of clothing i have sewn has carried the name eleanor waldorf my mm -hmm. clothes are me mm -hmm. and conwell conwell does not seem like he's budging and uh says what works for is not work what works for him so i, I mean you know like so blair's blair tries to remind conwell about their deal their deal but eleanor has heard enough she thanks him for his time but she does not want to do business with conwell's after all and uh conwell's just gonna sprint out of there before blair has a chance to out him yeah, Conwell decides right now, hey, I'm going to develop a spine. Yeah, right. Stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've got Eleanor Waldorf, whose spine is made out of goddamn steel. She had a little bit of a moment. She the steel spine Yes, the steel spine herself. And this, this little four-second scene made me so happy because I was like, okay, Gay representation, cool. Turns out you're a piece of shit. Eleanor, <laughs> Eleanor is also gay representation. Absolutely. So I, I feel just as justified with Eleanor. I think we can say it. Eleanor Waldorf is a gay icon. Oh, sure. yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Anyone, anyone, who, raise, anyone who raises Absolutely. Blair Waldorf is a, is a gay icon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoever raises a gay, closeted or not, you're an yeah. icon. Exactly. So here's to gay icon Eleanor Waldorf. Uh, Blair asks her what she's doing, and Eleanor says that, uh, you know, this was stupid to begin with. She would rather lose the deal than lose herself. Never hide who you are. Some great advice for Blair, because as soon as she hears her mother's words, she comes clean that everyone at NYU hates her. She has minions, of course, but they're hardly even worthy of the name. And <laughs> Eleanor asks, what about, what about really all of our friends that are here? Yeah, and Blair tells her that they'll be anyone's friend for the night, which... <laughs> <laughs> Another contender for joke of the episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this one wins the vote. Because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. And it's like, okay, she's totally chill in her heart that her daughter yes. is basically Eleanor's money. Hired <laughs> yeah, right, it really is. <laughs> 30 high-end escorts <laughs> for the party. And, and Eleanor's just like, oh, honey. <laughs> Eleanor doesn't react to that. Like... <laughs> Blair's like Blair says she was too afraid to tell her because she didn't want her to be disappointed in her, and uh, she did everything to try and fit in, but she hates it there. And Eleanor takes this very well, hardly re reacts to the news of the sex workers at her event uh, being paid for but with her own money, so and just gives Blair a big hug. We we How love far good mom come? Eleanor. How when, yeah, when she's yes. around, of course, she's never around, she's but when she's here, she's a good queer mom. mom. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to say like, too that uh, good for Eleanor for staying true with this and not taking this deal or like not not going through with uh like the dumbing down of her brand too because she's right Wal built walmart. a whole brand yeah. yeah with walmart yeah she's built a whole like high-end <laughs> brand in manhattan like you can't just all of a sudden be like a you know, like a cheapo brand it's gonna yeah, it's gonna exactly. ruin you that... yeah, gossip, gossip girl would have had a field day with that yeah so you're right you're yeah. right you know they made eleanor so strong that the marketing people didn't allow this to happen. Otherwise, they couldn't have totally had a Gossip Girl, Eleanor Waldorf brand. Absolutely. Oh, so, Italy. yeah, yeah. Um, Eleanor tells Blair that one of the things that makes Waldorf women special is that they don't fit in everywhere. And Blair says she doesn't feel like she fits in anywhere, but Eleanor says that's because you haven't found the right place yet. I, I would argue it's because uh, Blair's too iconic to just fit in anywhere. She her star shines brighter than any <laughs> any place she could be in. So. It shines brighter than NYU. Um, shines all the way over. Yeah. That's what Columbia. I would have told her. But yes, Eleanor's words brings a smile to Blair's face, and it's a very sweet scene for these two. It is very sweet. Eleanor remembered she had a daughter that wasn't that wasn't Jenny. <laughs> 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 so 
unfortunately back to the creepy bachelor party and one of the guys wants to stay behind to take care of blondie the other guy at least doesn't want to take advantage of her and says they'll just tell the bartender to call her a cab which still not the safest option in the world but better than the first loser who wants to uh quote unquote take care of her you know himself so uh, jenny's struggling she's able to answer the phone when nate calls and she says she doesn't know where she is and she feels sick and luckily, I guess they like uh, share locations with each other because because Nate I, is able this to. This is not possible back then, but good. Yeah, glad, with I'm what technology back in the yeah. day? Yeah, uh, Nate's yeah. able to track her with his phone and tells her to stay put because he's coming. This doesn't to get even her. work that well now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he like looks at his phone. Don't know what phone he had, but he looks at his phone. And it's like a little like picture of him popped up and a little picture of Jenny popped up. And yeah, it, like, yeah, this is some shows Inspector him exactly where she is and like how to get how to get there. Like, Ridiculous. what kind of phone does he have? Are they still using like sidekicks? Yeah, I think yeah, that, it was a sidekick. sidekick. Yeah. I saw the sidekick and I was like, "Oh, yes. <laughs> what a time! But, what a time to be alive!" <laughs> yeah, this is not uh, find my friend. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. That we had that technology, so but it, it, it is Nate. crazy. Just like, can you imagine seeing someone like this in, in this sort of state and just seeing it as an opportunity. It's just really, really disgusting. Yeah, Do you guys I, remember opening up your opening up your phone and then like accidentally? Opening up the like web browser and being yes. like cancel, cancel, cancel because you don't want your parents <laughs> to recharge or whatever. <laughs> these people, these people get to just like open their web browser and check the GPS and their friends. Yeah. I, I was like, it would have cost a hundred dollars. I know, or you know, it would have been grounded or whatever. Yeah, I, I remember having a phone where like, even receiving a text message would be like five cents. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, Stop texting me. That's another five cents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's going on? Uh, um, and if Rufus is your dad, you're screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jenny, why is there 15 cents on the phone? On the phone now? <laughs> Dan comes to Vanessa's dorm room where all the great Dan Vanessa scenes take place. And he asks what happened. And Vanessa is worried that they do all the same things they used to do when they were friends. And Dan tells her it's not the same. He wants to take Wait, her on the most uh, romantic second How many times has she said first that? <laughs> Only like uh, you know, 17, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It's it's all she says in this episode. It's her one line, and she just says it in uh, different tones throughout, yep. the, throughout the episode. <laughs> Angry and um, angrier. Chuck meets up with Elizabeth on the sidewalk. A lot of, a lot of sidewalk meetups in this one. Uh, she tells him that she signed the hotel over to Ch- uh, Jack, and Chuck looks pained at this, but... Uh, she says, seeing Chuck made her realize what she did, so she gave Jack a choice, her or her the hotel. And Chuck asks what his uncle said, and Elizabeth tells him that her flight leaves to Zurich at 10, and she wants to say goodbye. And for good measure, she tells him, I'm sorry, I tried. Which, I tried? Go go fuck yourself. (laughs) She still signed the hotel over to Jack. Why did she do that? Especially since she's claiming that seeing Chuck made her realize she made the wrong choice. Like, I I don't get get that either. It was so stupid. Like, I gave him a choice, and he chose the hotel. So she could have easily just like, okay, so you don't love me? I'll give it to my son then. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. But she's well. He chose the hotel, Chuck. So, so sorry. I, gave I still him have anyway. to give him the hotel. <laughs> you own he the chose hotel. It. He chose it. I, my hands are tied. He chose it. I know it's signed in my name, but Jack chose, so he's getting the hotel. And uh, but at least we have our answer now. Jack doesn't love me, so this was all for nothing. And like, even though that's the worst thing that's ever been said about anything, it looks like it's good enough for Chuck, who tells her to stay, not for Jack or the hotel, but for him. He says he already lost his mother once, which is just oh, so damn that sad. Broke my heart. And then even more sad when she replies with Chuck, "This whore is not your mother. I don't know if your real mother is alive or not, but I'm sure she loved you very much, and that she's nothing like me." And it, it, ch- I have go a on. Question. Yeah. Chuck. Okay, so Chuck got the results, and the results from the lawyer say she's 
his mom. So yes. do we think Chuck is believing that it's his mom? Or do we think Chuck is still hoping? It's so his, at this yeah, point, mom. Elizabeth is pretty much telling him, uh, yeah, I also lied to you. I'm not actually your mom. And I think at this point, it does not matter to Chuck. Either she's telling the truth and she's not his mom oh, or she's lying right to him. right now she's telling him that. Yes, she's, yeah, she's saying that. Uh, Got it. Got right. it. She, she says, I'm not your mom. I don't know who your real mom is, but yeah. It, so it is hard like, to keep well, track either... because she has gone back right, and forth. Because we like go seven back times. and forth so many times, yeah. But yeah. at this point, Chuck is like, she's either telling the truth and she's not my mom, or she's lying to me again. And it's like, I don't care anymore. She's dead to me anyway. So, like, the, either way, she's not my mom. Yeah. Much. So, uh, Chuck replies, she's right because his mother could have never done this to him. And she's like, and like, yeah, I, I hope not. Elizabeth is terrible. Hey, but you I, know, I, I do think. There's another layer of, like, she's playing Swiss, which is where the country she's going to. Yes, she is. She's, she's, <laughs> so, she's going to Switzerland. Okay. And maybe there's a layer of, like, hey, I'm playing neutral. I'm playing neutral. <laughs> and then she's going to goddamn Switzerland. Symbolism. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Amazing. So, I mean, I guess at least now Chuck thinks it was, like, Chuck can think, like, has like plausible deniability that maybe this wasn't his mother doing this to him after all. Although like, guess, if he believes the that, emotional he also has to trauma he's gone through now for no right. reason. He also yeah. has to essentially become an orphan all over again. Now that he's lost his mom again. Ridiculous. And, so, uh, Chuck leaves with tears in his eyes and Elizabeth feels like the piece of shit that she is. And just unforgivable here from Elizabeth. Yeah, absolutely. completely. Um, Nate has found the bachelor party with his, uh, with his very advanced phone technology. And the, <laughs> The guy that does have a conscience is hoping that his bro called a cab because, uh, as he says, that chick looks like she's 12. I, I would say even if she looked 28, they should still help her get a cab home. But, I mean, at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's age, right. the age she, is she the issue here. Just another, just another thing, just another cherry on top, I guess, where you should not be uh, taking advantage of this girl. And so yeah. Nate, Nate asks the guy where she is, and we see that the asshole creep has found Jenny on the couch and is, like, groping her leg and helping her up. And Jenny asks where Nate is, and he's like, oh, is he your boyfriend? Well, uh, he really shouldn't have left you, which, yeah, because there are creeps like you, like this guy, that exists, which is why she should not have been left in this club. Like, And so Nate shows up just in time, tells the guy to get off her, and shoves him aside. And the guy claims that he was helping her, and he's just like, yeah, sure you are. Yeah, sure, as, uh, he helps, yeah, as he helps Jenny get out of there. And thank God, God he does. Because as we were saying, I, I would not have been able to deal with a Jenny gets assaulted storyline. No. You know, okay, so I do have, I got, I'm listening to you on my laptop, and I'm watching on the phone every now and then, and originally, I I thought that this guy wasn't a creep. I thought this guy was like, I'm going to get you home. His dialogue was, hey, I'm going to get you home. You don't sound good. And then you said rubbing his leg, rubbing her leg, and I played it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, the <laughs> the verbal, his wow, lines really... are like, oh, you're a nice guy. But then I, I watched him. <laughs> yes, I watched him rub her leg. And I was like, oh, you dirty little This is also whore. breaking yeah, new ground on Lonely Boys. This is Lonely Boys history while <laughs> the guest is watching the episode simultaneously <laughs> the guesting on it. I am so, amazing. like, listen, I... I want nothing more than to be the most perfect guest. <laughs> that is why I have like so much, not like so much anxiety, but I'm like, I want to know what happens in my episode, what happens in the episode before. I listened sure. to the podcast before. I yes. watched my episode. I started watching the next episode. And I'm like, I want to And say, spoil the next episode. Well, hey, you don't, yeah. <laughs> 
It's a cute spoil, though. <laughs> so yeah, I am. Um, Wait, you, you know, you didn't say that, Gagan. You didn't tell him the... that cute spoils are okay. That's one of the rules. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said no, no spoilers. spoilers. I didn't say anything about cute spoilers. You're right. That's my fault. I just got to say, Spencer, I'm just so glad you've never been uh, barely conscious in a club because you are far too trusting. Someone would have come <laughs> over and been like, "Hey, <laughs> let's get you home," and you'd be like, <laughs> "Rude." I'd be rude. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, I let's get you home." Everyone has the best intentions. I'm like, oh. <laughs> They're definitely How care sweet. about me. And, oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy's lucky that Nate didn't punch him in the face. I was amazed yeah. by that, too. I thought that Nate just got punched last episode, so he's due for yeah. a punch back. Yeah, he's maybe he's a little gun shy because he's been punched himself. He knows how, it's feel- yeah. how it feels now. Um, so, Nate and Jenny are back in the penthouse, and Nate asks how she's feeling, and Jenny is feeling much better. Like, Jenny really has rebounded very quickly. <laughs> how long yeah. is this walk? Was she's sobered up on the walk. Was oh, this walk what? six hours long? What happened here? <laughs> It must have been. Uh, Rufus comes downstairs and asks how the show was. And I guess Jenny really isn't grounded anymore because Rufus doesn't even seem to care that she's late. And so she apologizes for being late. The show was great. And Nate says that there were no cabs, so he walked her back. And Jenny says she's exhausted, so she's going to bed. But thanks, Rufus. Tells him that she loves her. And Rufus thanks Nate for getting her home. Yeah. And Rufus, outright pleasant so you, in this episode You see him somehow. like pause for a second like and scan the room and see, like, is there anything up here? And he doesn't yeah. bite. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, well, you know, because he trusts Nate because yeah. Nate, like, let him in on what was going on last episode. So he trusts Nate. Oh, and that's Nate a good point. Gets true. Kinda, yeah. like, apologize this episode to Jenny this way. Yeah, Nate's built sure. up the trust with Rufus. So I get, yeah. good move by Nate on, on that one, I guess, yeah. after yeah. all. So uh, Nate sees that he's still holding Jenny's bag. So uh, he's going to have to bring that to her. Uh, in a little bit, but first we're going to see Blair and Serena still at the show. Serena is very proud of Blair for telling her mother the truth, but Blair doesn't understand what good the truth will do. And at this very moment, three girls come up to them, including none other than Officer Amy Santiago, or at least yeah. Melissa Fumera, who plays Amy Santiago. Uh, always very exciting to see Santiago on Gossip Girl. Very exciting. And where? Where she plays Santiago? Uh, she is on the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the uh, television program. No, I'm not familiar with the program, Grandma. Ah, <laughs> All right, so you're getting a little snippy towards the end of the podcast here. That's fine. <laughs> well, I will say I had I had a nice hot tea. I had a, I just, oh. I just woke is up. Is that what works you up? Tea. Well, I had tea, but then I was like, you know, I want to like. I was a little nervous because I don't know everything for the podcast, so uh-huh. I had a little vodka drink. Oh, yeah. and then and then I was like, you know what? Got bourbon. So oh, yeah, a little, little sass has grown. <laughs> okay, wow, grandma. Yeah, we're, we're really. <laughs> I like it. A little brown. Okay, but I'm all oh, about yeah. it. But yeah, so Melissa Fumera of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame uh, is here. We don't know her name yet, so I'll just keep calling her Santiago. And she asks, "Are you Blair Waldorf?" Because these they're freshmen at Columbia, and they thought Blair was dead because they haven't read about her on Gossip Girl in forever. And Blair's like, "What? You read Gossip Girl?" And it looks like Blair may have found her people. And, yeah, uh, which her yeah, mother alluded to. Exactly. As soon as she said it, like something opened up. And uh, Santiago says that everyone at Columbia reads Gossip Girl. And Blair's going to fix her headband and tells her the bow goes on the right. And Santiago thanks her. Like, who knew NYU and Columbia were so different when it came to Gossip Girl? You know yeah. who wouldn't know? Nate does not know. <laughs> because he's never been he to fucking class. He does not go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised they don't think Nate Archibald's also dead because he hasn't been to class in fucking months. <laughs> and so, he's dating uh, Serena. Yeah. So uh, Serena's giving Blair a playful look because 
I think it's because she just saw her clearly flirting with Santiago. Dude. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's, a little that's jealous. She's here. like, hop off my jock. Going <laughs> <Yeah. on."> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Blair asks S what she knows about Colombia. So, Brendan, what do you think? Is this happening? Is Blair going to transfer to Colombia? She's immediately transferring and... because she met three people that like her. She's... <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. I mean, I, I could see Blair doing it. And, oh, yeah. Like, if she does, will, will she find out why, why Nate never attends any of his classes? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe she will. <laughs> Um, well, do you, do you think she'll uh, she'll be at Columbia? I think so. Um, I'm with yeah, her. I guess I don't. I watched the whole thing. I don't even remember what happens. But right now, I'm gonna say yeah. Why wouldn't she? I mean, she puts up her, her, the little flag in her room and little friends. Yeah. Imagine like being. Exactly. In, this is also funny that well, we didn't get to it. But like when she goes in, back in her room and puts up the little Columbia flag. Imagine you're <laughs> yeah. at Albany. You just, you just put up like a different school. Like oh, Aunt Oswego, you just put that up in your room. Brendan, did you go to Albany? No, I'm a New Paltzer. Oh, you're a New Paltzer. You know, a lot of Albany people went to New Paltz and vice versa. Yes, I, oh, I, uh, I've been to visit a couple of times. It's a fun time. Oh, yes. okay. Well, you never met Spencer? Never met Spencer. Uh, uh, we'll, video, we'll video chat next Okay, podcast. excellent. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate comes into Jenny's room. Uh, he tells her she forgot her purse, but she is not looking so good. She is sitting on her bed with her head in her hand, and she just asks him, What's wrong with me? You know, we've we've all been there. I think. <laughs> I think so. That yeah. could be me on any any Saturday night. Oh, with my, yeah. With my anime, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Nate tells her. Nate tells her nothing's wrong with her, and then asks what she's talking about. And Jenny asks how she ended up here. And Nate Nate's ready to give her a pep talk. He tells her that things haven't been easy on him either. But now he's with Serena, and he's so happy. Which well, brag about it, Nate? I mean, congrats. <laughs> yeah, <honest>. right. <laughs> Um, like, I don't think we were so talking tell- about relationships, but all right. Yeah, sorry. just had to brag about Serena real quick, and now I'm back. Uh, he tells <laughs> Jenny that things will turn around for her, too. He asks, uh, She asks him uh, what if he's wrong, which, fair question. That, that's why I feel like uh, these it'll get better pep talks never really work because it's impossible like, for the know? person yeah. like, saying that to actually know that. Yeah, which yeah. Like, that's exactly what I would say if I was Jenny. But uh, Jenny, at that moment, gets a text from Eleanor. Great job today. You're hired. Lunch tomorrow. And just like that, things have turned around. Jenny is so happy and I'm so happy for her. Like, I'm so yeah. sad. No, you time need this. I see... Every time I see Jenny genuinely happy, it brings tears to my eyes. As, yeah, as soon as we see her interact with Agnes at the beginning of this episode, I'm like... No, she just got something good happening to her, and this yeah. girl's gonna ruin it right away. I'm, I'm glad it didn't fully ruin her chances with this this new job Absolutely. prospect. And again, thank God nothing terrible happened tonight, to where that also, would just put a damper yeah. on the, on this good news. Totally. Oh, one thing yes. I noticed in this show that happens a lot is like people will be mid conversation, or it could be a serious conversation, and as soon as someone gets any sort of text message, they stop ex- whatever <laughs> they're doing and answer it. Especially but, if, no, if it's a gossip girl. No matter what, yeah. But 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 even now, like just text messages, because like they said, they haven't been hearing a lot of gossip girls. Um, just a, a single, a simple little vibration, and they will stop their tracks to go it's to done, go check yeah. on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 they're 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 primed. Yeah, so right. So uh, Nate tells Jenny he hopes she learned from this, mostly that he's always right. And Jenny thanks him for tonight, gives him a hug, and uh, after a week off last week, maybe Nate is back to being good guy Nate. Mm-hmm. He is back, uh, but I'm a little bit annoyed just because the show, and I think it's the next scene where like when we're like kind of wrapping everybody up, and like Jenny gives a mm-hmm. longing stare. Um, yes. And she also does check Gossip Girl, and they're talking about Nate and yes. Serena. I'm like, can't like, can't people just be nice to each other, and it doesn't have to right. be sexual? Without Can a... we just have a platonic right. friends in this show? I agree. Um, I agree. That is a pet peeve of mine as well. I wish uh, we could just keep some people as friends, which Nate and Jenny do work as friends. They just without did it. it turning into like, just ooh, Nate. Nate was nice to me. Let me be in love with him again. Ugh. Like we don't need to do that every time. Especially you know? like the, the, with the age gap. Like, not that it's like that yeah, crazy, so but right, yeah, right yeah. now it's still illegal. Um, but like. <laughs> And it's just annoying. 
Is it illegal right now? Is Nate? How old's Nate? I guess Nate would be. I mean, Nate's a freshman in college, so he, at this point, he's probably nineteen. And Jenny, she's sixteen. I think she's canonically sixteen, so she's a junior. They're they're two grades apart, but I don't know where on yeah. the calendar their birthdays yeah. fall. I believe. Yeah. Jenny has a Jenny has a mid season birthday. I believe. I don't I don't know if we've ever discussed Nate's birthday. Um, <laughs> oh man, um, good to you. <laughs> actually, I think not to spoil next week's is next week might be Nate's birthday. Actually, oh, wow. speaking speaking wow. of which, um, okay. It, well, yeah. Since I already spoiled it, you yeah. spoiled it. Yeah. Oh, well, hence the candles all comes back together. I, okay, oh, yeah. man. Next week is the Nate's whole... birthday, and it okay. seems to be because there's so many outside sidewalk shots. It seems to be a little bit of a summer vacation type of situation. Yes. Um. I think uh, based on where we are in the season, probably more like a, a spring break type of type oh, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, Dan, Dan and Vanessa are eating pierogies on her bed, and Vanessa's still complaining. Uh, this isn't a date. This is what we always do. This was your idea of a romantic date, and Dan's like, "Oh, except we get to do this," and kisses her. Like we just did this scene. Oh like, what are we God. doing? How are we doing yeah. the same exact scene again? Can't handle this Which uh, still not good enough for Vanessa. She calls it friends with benefits again, and I feel like if you are defining the relationship as being boyfriend and girlfriend, then it's not friends with benefits, and that's that. Like Vanessa should just shut up. No, she should shut up. She should really yeah. always shut up. That's it. That's it. And disagrees again, tells her that the benefit is that even though they're doing the same things they always do, he gets to do them with her as his girlfriend, which is why just sitting here with her is the best date he could have imagined. Uh, Dan is doing Pop a hell of a job rebranding, being too lazy she, to go I was going to say, out. she, like, she yeah. acts like this yeah. is like the most profound thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, yeah, and then she hears that and she's like, you just earned some extra benefits. Like, what? He is copping out. He is such a cop out. He's like, you know what? I got this great idea. I'm going <laughs> to do the same thing we always do we always and do. just tell you that I feel differently. Now, let me put it this way this time, though. And yeah. hopefully, Vanessa, hopefully this you want somebody more fun, and that's not Dan goddamn Humphrey. Well, yeah, I don't think it's unfair. <laughs> I get it. I don't think it's unfair for Vanessa wanted to want to do something other than sit inside all the time, right. yeah. even though that, even though to me that sounds great. But it's just yeah. that her reasoning is unsurprisingly stupid, like it always is. It's, it's mm-hmm. because she thinks they're friends with benefits all of a sudden. Sudden, which does not yeah. add up at all. So, um, well, whatever. This line works on her. She tells Dan he's earned extra benefits. Okay, great. They start making out again, and uh, that—that's their story for this episode. Congrats, great. guys. Great. Jeez. <laughs> None of yes. this again, ever again. No please. more. Um, <laughs> Break up. Little. We're gonna get our little gossip girl voiceover montage. We see Nate meeting up with Serena on the sidewalk. They also start kissing. Uh, Jenny at home, fully recovered from her drugs at this point. I I feel like uh, I would have just passed out, but Jenny is has completely sobered up <laughs> and is on Gossip Girl, reading about the golden couple, Nate and Serena. Uh, Jack is drinking and calls Elizabeth, and then we get this scene where uh, they're gonna have their conversation on the phone. She asks Jack if he changed his mind, but he was hoping that she changed hers. And she asks, how did she ever love him? And that's what everyone else has been saying. Even Jack is like, fair question. Um, But if love won't tempt you, then how about money? And Elizabeth says she's leaving. She doesn't want anything. Jack asks where she's going to go. He says, you destroyed your relationship with your son. Who else do you have besides me? So, again, implying that this is Chuck's mom after all. At this point, should... At this point, should we even care? They've, no, they've I don't, shoved I don't, so many really twists don't. and turns into this mother subplot that is yeah. it is essentially meaningless now. Exactly. That's, that's I was I was I was shocked. I was like because I mean I watched it forever ago, but then to be reminded like, oh yeah, she really was. I was shocked, but then also she has lived her whole life basically not having a kid. I don't think that it would be a great hill to get over to continue living her life. Without a fucking yeah, kid. it's, it's true. It's well, an easy her, lifestyle. She, she knows it. She knows what to do. <laughs> she, 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 yeah. She's coming off like this decision is like um, 
like godly, like I'm <laughs> not going to ruin his life. But I think in reality, you, she's like, I'm gonna continue my life in Switzerland. Yeah, she's like, not having Neutral. a kid is kind of great. I'm gonna continue yeah. that. Yeah, it kind of really messes with a kid. If she is Chuck's mom, then doing all of this and then lying to him yet again about him not being yes. about not being his mom, just just to make this a full circle moment where yeah. that's how we started this, and now she's doing it again, just to further break him. Where he's More. like, I already lost my mother once. Now he's she's doing it again to him, uh, unforgivable again. And she tells Jack that she told Chuck she wasn't his mother and that he deserves someone better than her, which is a hundred percent correct. He definitely deserves someone <laughs> yeah. better than her. And so Jack warns her that she's taking off just when it's about to get fun. And Elizabeth says she's starting over and she's going to try to be a person she forgot. Which okay, have fun, good riddance, Elizabeth. So yeah. And she looks down at her locket to see the picture of Bart and the picture of her with baby Chuck. Stupid. I uh, we didn't need we didn't need this and I really hope I really hope this is the last. If you're gonna look at the locket, at least put like add another twist in there. Just keep going and have Jack be the guy in the, third, the real third locket. locket. Yeah, like oh, Jack's my real dad. Oh yeah. <gasps> wow, that would be good. <laughs> that's something. Blew Spencer's mind. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of shit that they would do, though. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, I hope and this also is the last since we brought it up, since we brought his name up. Number one hot person on Gossip Girl, Bart Bass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, yeah. I've said this many times on the podcast. I, I've met Bart Bass. <gasps> I met the actor that plays Bart Bass on Fire Island. No way. Is he <laughs> gay? That's what Lita asked me too. But no, there there are um n- some non-gay beaches on Fire Island that he oh, that he's at. I, know. I think are, are anything oh, yeah, even yeah, the yeah, non-gay beaches like sort of gay a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's at least a little gay on every beach. Yeah. Bass wants me to suck his dick. I am done. <laughs> I am done. Well, um, when he is not acting on Gossip Girl, he is a, a firefighter on Fire Island, and they oh. they do a barbecue on Fourth of July every year. And I went to the barbecue, no. and he handed me he handed me a corn on the cob, and I took a picture with him. That is, I'll send oh, you yeah, this is getting really sexual. Send you the, Fire after we after we get off this, I will send you the picture of of me and Bart Bass. Please, please. <laughs> just to further make you jealous <laughs> so anyway hope this is the last of elizabeth never need to see her again i don't remember yeah. if she's back or not but we can we can definitely hope um blair hanging the columbia flag on her wall <laughs> so and, funny. Uh, she hears a knock on her door it's chuck she asks if he's okay and he tells her that elizabeth is dead to him and also gone and also the hotel is lost so really tough night for chuck tough. Um, blair starts, feels oh, great though <laughs> yeah, yeah. for Blair, sure. Uh, Blair starts to tell Chuck she's sorry, but Chuck cuts her off and says, don't be, I'm not. I've come this far without my mother. I'm not backing down now. To which Blair replies, well, if it's a war Jack wants, it's a war he'll get. And this worked for me. I got goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, I love the energy. I'm ready. Yeah. It's good, good I'm ready. Chuck yeah, and take Blair... this anger and put it towards something productive. Absolutely. Chuck and Blair back on the same side, ready to take down Jack. Uh, Brendan, who do you think comes out victorious here? It's got to be our guy, Chuck. He's, he's been you know getting thrown around for too long. It's, you know, it's in, so. in the the trilogy of the, the Star Wars that what they're doing here. I mean, episode <laughs> episode six, they gotta come come out there and win. Absolutely, yeah, uh, good point. Re- return and, and... of the of the Jedi. I, I can't think of a. So Chuck and Blair share a kiss, and that is our episode. Any uh, any predictions, Brendan? Uh, I feel like we need to get away from the Jack maybe plotline for a little bit though even though i just said that they should do this next episode i wanted to stop it for a little while jack um, should be the dad <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah let, let's have a, a nice little birthday party for nate maybe jack and show up as chuck's dad and all will be forgotten <laughs> chuck, chuck, chuck i'm your dad now 
All right. Oh, I love you, Father. Love you, Father. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jack or Chuck. (laughs) I am your father. Oh, shit. There we go. The Empire Strikes Jack. That's what it's meant the whole time. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm sure people were screaming at their their phones waiting for us to make (laughs) Somebody to say that. Thank God someone (laughs) finally did. (laughs) Let's get into some segments. Of course, my favorite segment, user review of the week. And once again, we only have one user review, so I have no choice but to... Is it uh, comedy fans' wise words on this episode? And they say, Though Elizabeth is Chuck's mother, but stabbed him in the back because she loves Jack. This is a pretty sad story. Chuck has been let down by his mother again. One could really feel hurt for him. I wonder if she'll be back again. For now, we can look forward to Chuck's war with Black uh, Jack. Blair hiring escorts for her mother's show so that she doesn't know that she has no friends was fun. It seems she may switch to Columbia now as she has fans over there. And Dan and Vanessa trying to change their relationship so that it is different from the time they were friends was a good story. A very realistic problem to deal with. Now, I disagree with Comedy Fan. I think they are way off with that one, but (laughs) another great review. Great review, otherwise. Is Comedy Fan doing this as, like, a school, like, assignment? That sounds very... It's like a book report, yeah. (laughs) They consistently review. They're the only ones... Drama (laughs) class? They're the only ones who have uh, kept up with... Reviewing every episode. We used to have a lot of regulars <laughs> here, and Comedy Fan is the only one hanging on. <laughs> Good thing. Everyone wow, that off is funny. Point. They're keeping the segment alive. new reviewers here. Yeah. Uh, next week, as we alluded to, the episode is titled Inglorious Bastards. Brendan, do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Um, based on the episode hmm. title, not at all. Oh, yeah. All I know is it's a, there's a birthday party happening. Yeah, and the uh, little Makes blurb Makes no sense says, with the title. Chuck and Blair's relationship is put to the test. Oh, no. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want that. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. No. Uh, let's get into episode grades. I went first last week. So, Brendan, you can go first this week. What grade Yikes. do you give this episode? It's hard because there's a lot of times when I dislike an episode, I come on and have a lot of fun talking about it. So, in my head, like I have, I have fonder memories of it. Mm. But I got to stay true to really disliking this episode. This is one of the ones that maybe this is an all time bad for me. This is wow. bad, bad, bad. <gasps> I am, I am, maybe it's just two of the plot lines that have been happening for too long now being the mm-hmm. jenny uh, from the jenny the uh vanessa and dan and now the elizabeth and chuck is just we've, we've been like beating this shit over and over and over like it's just I, I i've had enough of it and i've had enough of it two weeks ago and they end poorly uh if it wasn't for jenny this would be like a straight up, straight up f so thank god Ooh. for her bringing it up a little bit uh, and we get a dorota appearance which is nice too yeah um rufus is actually good so maybe that's just a sign of how bad the episode is because rufus is one of the better characters this episode <laughs> But I, I gotta give this a D plus. Wow, a D. So this plus. is just a mess. This is just an awful mess. I hate it. Sure, sure. Uh, Spencer, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? Um, I'll go next just because right. my I have been so far removed. I'm actually pretty inspired to maybe restart it again. Yes, but, um, that's what we hope for. I I'm gonna give it. 
I'm gonna give it a shining A just because wow. it's, my, it's my episode. This what is the real- most I remember about it, and I'm giving it an A, even though I'm absolutely with you, Brendan. Where I'm like, because <laughs> I did watch the episode before, yeah. and then I kind of was remembering, like, oh yeah, I did hate this part of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, sure. but just because it's mine, that's it's okay. An a plus. I like, I like wow. it. Love that you didn't let Brendan scare you off from giving an A too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm. Listen, I'm gonna split the difference. Uh, not, not exactly. I mean, I'm a lot closer to what Spencer said. Okay, B minus. No, I, are you going down to a B minus? No, no, I'm <laughs> saying an A plus. I'm you're, predicting, you're predicting that I give it a B minus. Okay. Yeah. No, I really did enjoy this episode for the most part. I love a good uh, Jenny fashion storyline. I think we all agreed that that storyline was great. The fashion show's great. Agnes is fucked up, but she sure made things interesting, and uh, it has a great ending where things are looking up for Little Jay. So I like that. I. I understand that we we have had it up to here with the Elizabeth stuff, but I do think that uh, the hotel plot kind of exciting. It's heating up. The, the non-judgmental Breakfast Club teaming up teaming up is always fun, and even though it didn't work out this time, it looks like we're setting up some more action for next week. And I agree, Elizabeth sucks as always, but at least she leaves in this episode, so that's something. Uh, the problem the the problem is, I, I don't think you know I, I can't th- this I can't put an episode in like a range where. Uh, that has a pointless Dan and Vanessa storyline no. again. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like this, it's really just becoming too much and it really drags down yet another episode. Uh, also Lily not being here drags the episode oh, down a yeah. little as well. So, um, I, I can't give it an A or A minus, but I think I enjoy this episode enough where I can give it a B plus in good conscience because I, I, I you're right that the Jenny storyline is doing a lot of work to bring it up, but I, I definitely did not, although we all agree that Elizabeth sucks, I did not hate the hotel stuff as much as you did. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. This episode to me feels like the Yankees in August this past year, where judges only one hitting, and the rest of the team was just disgusting. And Jenny is uh, Aaron Judge. For, Jenny is the Aaron Judge of Gossip Girl. Wow, <laughs> that's true. High praise. <laughs> if Melissa was listening, she would be she'd be shaking her fist, giving Jenny this much praise. <laughs> um, Brendan, who was your MVP of the episode? Uh, MVP this episode for me is going to be Eleanor. For yes. you know, for giving Jenny her old job back and for giving her giving a second chance, and then also for inspiring her daughter to go out there and find what makes her feel like herself. Just all around great episode for Eleanor. Way to go! Very good. Very happy with that. Uh, Spencer, who's your MVP? So I was gonna say Eleanor as well, but because you've already mentioned her, I'm gonna say our boy Nate for stopping some right. a sexual assault. You know, oh, yeah. like like. Not to genderify it, but like true, true man, like true, true caring, true. Yes. Nate, Nate gets the MVP. Did you just call Nate a Karen? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. He's far from a Karen. Nate went up to the rapist and was like, "Can I speak to your manager, please?" (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. In that sense, in that sense, Nate was the best Karen I've ever heard of. We're rebranding Karen. Karen's as Karen. <laughs> yeah. Karen is the one who stands up for what is right. <laughs> I like it. Let me Very speak happy. to your manager. <laughs> Very happy with that one as well. I had both Eleanor and Nate on my short list as well. So, uh, you know, last week I thought there were no options. This week, plenty of options. Like you said, Brendan, Eleanor puts on a great fashion yeah. show. Great mom to Blair. Uh, I think Blair came through, helped her mom out, sure. came clean yeah. to her, uh, meet so some adoring sorry. fans, supports Chuck. Uh, Jenny is back to doing what she does best. Get, gets, you know, she gets out of a tough situation unscathed. She gets her old job back. She's back to being the old Jenny. But uh, I am going to end up agreeing with Spencer here. I, I gave Nate an LVP last week, and I'm going to immediately cancel that out by giving him the nice. MVP this week. He, he really does save the day in this one. He, he finds Jenny, makes sure she's. 
she's okay, gets her home, somehow sobers her up so she doesn't get in trouble with Rufus, and then gives her a pep talk at the night. And yeah, and uh, he also comes up with a pretty decent plan to help Chuck, even though it doesn't yeah. end up working. Oh, don't but, forget that yeah. funny role play line that the whole crowd laughed at. <laughs> that everyone loved. Yeah. They're still hooting and hollering about that one. So <laughs> a couple of MVPs for Nate and Eleanor gets one as well. So Brendan, who is your LVP? LVP. This is an obvious. I mean, Elizabeth, I, I'm so glad you're gone. It's, I'm, mm-hmm. it's a nice send off to you. Hopefully I never see you again. You are just so contradictory to yourself and you, you never make any sense when you speak. So just shut <laughs> up and go away. <laughs> Oof, man, scathing. One of the worst <laughs> characters uh, of the show. <laughs> That's definitely true. I think she definitely has to be bottom five. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, who is your LVP? Per usual, Dan. Dan Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. We get it. You're I love sappy. the people that just come on and give Dan a spite. A spite yep, yep. Dan was the LVP for sure. Like, <laughs> Vanessa's trying. Vanessa's cute. Vanessa's trying. And you're just being a little lazy ass little loser. Um, Dan has been Dan's my LVP. You really held back your Dan disdain until right now. I also like how he goes as usual. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Usual. (laughs) I am. I I really am gonna start watching the season. I'm gonna watch the show again, starting from right now, since I'm pretty up to date to now. And I'm gonna kind of mentally keep note of. Do I like Dan in the middle and throughout, or did I hold the disdain from the beginning? Okay. Um, I'll let you know. Yeah, please, please let us know. <laughs> Spencer said, as usual, because uh, even though he's not on the podcast, he still does give LVPs every episode. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. Every, yeah. every single week. <laughs> I bet he <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> so, uh, my LVP, I. I did consider the other end of that equation in Vanessa, but she she's lucky that simply being her annoying self isn't nearly enough to get her an LVP this week. Uh, Elizabeth surely deserves it again, but even she is lucky that there's a, a potential sexual assault happening in this oh, episode yeah. because I just have to give it to someone involved with that. I, I could easily give it to Agnes or one of her minions for being so down to have Jenny yeah. drugged and taken advantage of, but mm. I'll, I'll give it to, uh, canonically, his name is Andy because he's the guy What's that actually is, okay. about, is about to rape a semi-unconscious minor mm. until Nate comes to get her, so yep. that's obviously yep. unforgivable and gross Good and LVP worthy so uh andy the rapist is gonna get my andy LVP. the yeah. rapist that's in the sorry and actually not sorry Andy. yeah no not even sorry yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, my, you, don't, you don't get the sorry <laughs> yeah my, unlike the uh the girl <laughs> hitting on brendan even though he has a wife yeah he does not sorry i have sorry. a wife not sorry andy <laughs> i'm not a rapist <laughs> uh, that, that for the segments except of course for everyone's favorite segment lonely boys theater You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And for this one, we are going to do the scene with, uh, which one? Oh, yes. The one with Serena Blair and Brandeis, where yes. uh, Brandeis comes and, and greets Serena. And uh, yeah, that that's that's the one. So let me try to find my script. I have it in front of me. Does okay. anyone else have their script in front of them? I've got mine. All right. I, uh, I'm usually Blair, so I'll be, I'll be Blair unless anyone else has uh, objections here. I'm good. I'm, oh, I'm good to, yeah, uh, be Blair. And I'm, I'm oh, usually, who wants to be Serena? Serena, who wants to be I'm Brandeis? I'm Serena unless Spencer wants to be his girl. No, I actually, I want to be Brandeis. Very, I love okay. sex work, and she's the second grade <laughs> Serena, good. so I can do All right, that. Great. Okay. All right, so Brendan, whenever you're ready. Okay, uh, we're, we're here at Eleanor's, Eleanor Warlow's Fig Fashion Show. There's Dead Mouse over there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Brandeis <laughs> is here. Finally. Serena. Brandeis. How's Congressman Wade? 
He's pulling very well these days. Oh, nice dick joke. Okay. All right, right, Brandeis. Okay. So here's your target. That guy over there talking to my mom, Ed Conwell. And remember, you guys are my BFFs from NYU, so. We got it, Blair. We're closed for businessmen. All right, go off. <laughs> goes off. Go, go, oh, go, go off. off, Brandeis. Go, go, go off. off. Like verbally, take, I go off. <laughs> and take your troop with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> what? She's Mother a, said she, she wanted me to pack the crowd with wholesome American girls. Did Brandeis just fly out, out of here? <laughs> so you hired escorts? <laughs> B. You can tell your mom you don't have friends at NYU. Prostitutes are people too, and they have a lot of disposable, disposable income. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off as well. Uh, go off, Blair. I'm shaking my fucking head. <laughs> oh man, what a scene! We knocked yet another one out of the park. Yeah. Um, so that's all we have for this week, except of course for some plugs. Uh, but before we get to that. Spencer, just got to thank you for coming on the podcast. This was more fun than I could have ever imagined. We've got to get you back Amazing. on another yes, episode. So uh, but in the meantime, one of the best voices, one of the three best voices in podcasting. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, do you have anything that you would uh, like to plug at this hour? Um, everybody send your spiritual energy to me. I just oh, started wow. school and Ooh. to be a nurse practitioner. And I just realized how much fucking work it is and i'm very scared so please send your energy i will accept it with all my might you're about to get so much energy thrown your way with our listeners (laughs) i hope so and i'm sending mine out to everyone else too if you don't if you don't know how to get your energy to spencer send it to me and i will i will transfer it on over to him (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you are a good energy transfer middleman yes that's that's what they call me um (laughs) and then what are you plugging we um, got... plug in nothing. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, what? I thought you were going to me. Yeah. Brennan. I just, I, I just went to I you. Mean, you, had, you have more. How much bourbon have you had? <laughs> a, a little, like a glass and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Spencer's night off, so anything, anything <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm just glad he's not getting sassier with time. Uh, I, I'm plugging the Hoppy Boys podcast. We have, as usual, a lot of Fun stuff going on. It's we're just a fun time. We're just a, a rowdy bunch. We had a great guest on, um, Carrie Thomas, friend of a friend. She's a mutual pal of ours from New Paltz, and we just have a great time. Another, you know what? Another LA queen over there. Um, a lot. It's a it's oh. West Coast month for Happy Boys and Lonely Boys <laughs> it really Media. Is. We really plan these months. We we had a yeah. Brendan month. We have a West Coast month. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Uh, but yeah, with that that took a, a lot of fun. Um, we do that, and what else was there? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, and the Patreon, of course. We just got a new patron. Uh, I should start like saying thank you to the, the members here, but uh, I think the guy's name is Sean. So, Sean, thanks for <laughs> being a new patron to listen to our show over there, the uh, Sandy Boys, where we recap Sean, the you're OC. A great, you're a great guy. Bi-weekly, you're Sean. Great. You're, you're a fantastic man. Um, tell your friends. It's just $3 a month. If you pay $3 one time, you can listen to like 10 episodes of the show. It's an amazing deal, really. So, if you want to do that, go... Over to patreon.com slash the Hoppy Boys Pod. All right. Yeah. Um anything else? That's all I got. All right. As for me, um I I thought a podcast that I was on would be released by now, but uh it has been rescheduled, so I, I guess I'll plug that next week. <laughs> I love the potential um, plug. Always a lot of fun. <laughs> um Brendan, have you watched Fleischman is in trouble yet? 
Not yet. Uh, I'm actually getting much Wait, more into Letterkenny. I'm starting to like it a lot. Oh, so, a Letterkenny. So, so Colin Stone, uh, we'll, have, we'll have to talk to him about that soon. All right, I'll let, I'll let Colin know good. to yeah. uh, get in touch with you. Uh, Fleischman in Trouble, still a great show. You should still watch it. Uh, Gossip Girl Reboot, still going strong. And I say strong when I actually mean, like, it's uh, I guess mediocre at, the, at this point. It's, it's going all right. Oh, you'll be happy to know that I did like, just get access to it. Should I watch it? Yeah, I, I watched the Gossip Girl Reboot. Okay, okay, I was thinking about it. It's, uh, it, it's up and down. It, it starts off pretty slow, heats up, and then uh, now it's just kind of like uh, we're, we're trudging towards the end of season yeah. two. Okay. Well, so, t- stay tuned with us, and you'll we'll be covering it about like a year or two. Eventually, I yeah. will. <laughs> um, and then I saw a man called Otto in theaters today before we got on here, and I got to tell you, I cried from is beginning. The, to end. Is that the Hanks joint? Yeah, that's the Hanks joint, based on the book uh, "A Man Called Ove," which is one of my favorite books, uh-huh. and uh, they delivered. It was pretty much exactly the same as the book, and I loved it. You know, you, you love to see like a classic actor age and just uh, you know play older and older men as he goes along. <laughs> And that is what you love. It's, <laughs> you gotta it's love true. it. I'm when, an old man. I'm playing old man now. Aim something you love. That's always what they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's it, I guess. So, what, Australian Open's on. I've been watching some tennis. Cool. All right. Very <laughs> um, maybe I can. Uh, I, we can extend this a little bit more and see if I can get my cat's purr on camera or on mic. Oh, oh I, I hear. I hear it. it. Yeah, that's a healthy purr. Very hey, healthy I might purr get a cat. Oh, that's a oh, good plug too. I recommend it. We're yeah. we're big cat people over here. Big cat family. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I've never had a cat, and I've always said I don't like cats, but now I'm starting to realize I do like cats. And, that, and that's growth. So that is so growth. we can have just one whole episode where we just have our cats purr. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's idea. That's a good one. I, so there's going to yeah. be one where we all compliment each other, y'all. and then the other one's going to be us silent and letting our cats purr on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be in the off season. That'll be an off season. Very good. Yeah, I think that'll get a lot of track. <laughs> right, so, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow uh, his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. Spencer, you're not on Twitter, are you? Uh, just for porn. So not oh, okay. really, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, you mean you? It's for you to follow porn accounts, or for you to release your own? Porn? Yes, <laughs> good it's, question. It's for me to follow porn every now and then. Yeah, no, you can follow me. I might, you know, I think I might. <laughs> I might do porn. Go through eventually. his likes. You might find. You might find something. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, if anyone wants to see that, what's your uh, what's your handle? Well, listen, I'll do my Insta, which is. Okay. S. Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N, 77. Perfect. Get ready um, for the nice. Lonely Boys bump while you're, while you're again. Yeah, but also I deleted it. I deleted my Instagram because I like... <laughs> what a twist! What a twist! Oh, my well, God. I did, I, my account exists, but I deleted the app because I'm like, I need to focus on the real world for a second because things... My life is like super, well. super duper busy right now. So I'm taking a pause because I don't have... I don't have self-control. I can't... Yeah. Not watch Gossip Girl. I can't not go to Instagram. I can't not watch Twitter porn. Yeah. So I, I just delete. You, you, you have to be a nurse practitioner now. You can't be getting bogged down with all the porn. Yeah, 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 I need yeah. to focus all the for porn. a little second. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Oh boy, our dear, dear listeners, you can come back next week where we will be breaking down season three, episode seventeen, in Glorious Bastards. We have a. It'll be a four-hander. We have two guests oh, coming wow. on next week, and and Spencer, you know these guests. Uh, our our old buddy Sean and Catherine will be on the podcast <gasps> next week. Are oh. you serious? I am very serious. It's wow. Albany Month. It's Albany Month. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> what are they? What are they? 
what are you guys talking about? Episode, believe it or not. <laughs> Gossip oh Girl. My, wait, did they watch Gossip Girl? Yes, Catherine's a fan. Sean uh, promised me when I started the podcast he would start watching it. He watched the first episode and then never kept up. So <laughs> he will be he will be coming uh, on fresh. And uh, Catherine has seen every episode. She, th- this was one of the uh, first episodes off the board. As soon as I mentioned that I had a, I was going to do a gospel oh, wow. podcast, Catherine said, "Me and Sean are going to come on. We want season three, episode seventeen. Oh we want <gasps> Nate's birthday episode, so this baby. Is an iconic Bitch. one. I'm getting, I'm getting into. Okay, okay well, listen." I'm going to continue to watch because I only, because I want to be on an episode with Catherine and Sean. Sean will be oh, my five hands. Like, like, yeah. Right, we'll, schedule I, we'll, schedule. I'll, we'll talk to them uh, when, when they're on next week. You got to listen to the pod now, now that you know that they're going to be on. <laughs> I know. I guess I do. I Wow. After, after like, <laughs> talking to you recently about being on the podcast, I was like, oh, I should really text, like, Sean and Caitlin and, like, wow. Yeah. Now, now, just, okay, uh, my... Not to derail this podcast. I just uh, visited uh, Sean and Catherine. Just moved to Brooklyn. I just visited them a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's where I, you You know, I was going to move to Brooklyn with them, like forever. I thought though. you were. Wow. That's why when, because Sean did mention that. Everyone has shut off the podcast at this point. <laughs> Sean did mention that, which is why I texted you asking, like, should we hang out? And you were like, yeah. When are you coming to Oregon? And I was like, what the fuck? Never mind. I'm not going. To Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Very different I, to Brooklyn. I, right. Right now, my school doesn't recognize um, New York State as for clinical sites. Mm. Um, so if I move to New, I mean, if I move to New York, it'll be like in like four years or so. Well, we'll be well I mean, on the days. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not off the thing, but I do. I really do love Oregon. So well, if I'm ever on the West Coast, I'll come. I'll come visit you. Let me know if Absolutely. you ever do visit New York. Same. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll meet up. We are. We were. We were so close to wrapping up this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so everyone, come, everyone, come back next week. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Boys. Bye. Bye. What an episode. An <laughs> say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 